When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. You smell that? Do you smell that? There's a whiff of two-stroke in the air. That can only mean it is time for the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Morning, everyone. Julian King with you, not Adam Peacock. Dougie Bollinger, Woo! not Nick Davis, alongside me for the next three fabulous hours here on SEN 1170 Sydney, 1620 Gold Coast. And through the app as well. Top of 31 in the Harbour City today. It's nice and hot. Dougie's looking forward to get out in the lawn and sweating off a few kilos. 28 on the Goldie. And most importantly, in Adelaide, a little cooler than yesterday. Top of 28, mostly sunny. Australia with the upper hand in the second test. We're all over that today. It stumps Australia had England 2 for 17 after the host declared at 9 for 473. 103 to Marnus, 95 to Warner, 93 to Smith and and a nice debut as well for Michael Neeson. Now, the open line number, we want to hear from you today, 1300 1170 one And the all-important text line number, 0457 736 736. 0457 736 736. Well, in the words of the Prince of Adelaide, Jason Gillespie, circa yep. 2009, he said, I rate Bollinger. Yep, he was he, right. He did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so him and your mum, that makes two. Dougie, yep. good morning to you. <laughs> morning, Jules. What's going on, team? What's going on, Sydney? Um, yeah, it's um been pretty hot in Adelaide, hasn't it? So I'm not going to say it, you know, up front, but I'm going to say it. The series is over. Gone. Gone. Um, Australia's batted so well. Um, I think the Poms bowled too short. What did you say? They've dropped nine catches. Dropped nine catches, That's, yeah. Uh, I don't care if it's boring or if it's not. Fielding is... Fielding is what makes you, but it kills you. It's a it's a coach killer, eh? Um, yep. Catches good, win matches, Doug. Yeah, they do. Up. And I and as you said, I was watering at six thirty this morning, mm. so I was up and early and had the sprinkler going. That's a good time to water. Didn't they say you water in the morning, you water at twilight? Yeah, but either one. No, but you don't water in the middle of the day. Do no, because it'll easily burn your lawn, yeah. um, especially if you mow too short. Oh. If you're mowing, if you're mowing and your grass is white. Mm. That's too short. Yeah, That's basically okay. the roots of your lawn. So yeah, if we right. have a frost or a heat, yeah. it's going to go brown. I mow my buffaloes on probably level seven or eight, just where you're just trimming the top, where you keep the green. And on my green cooch, I'm about a three or a four. Yeah. You sound like a curator at the moment. I Adelaide. love it. You just, just leave a bit on, yeah, bit on just the wheat. Preserve the, the pink wall. <laughs> if you want gardening tips, Doug is your man. one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. We're only, what, three minutes into the program. That's Alre- a show done. Al- already I've learned something. Yeah. Already I've learned something. What do they say? Yeah. You've got to learn something and scare yourself every day. Is that right? Yep. Oh, I can probably do without the scare part. <laughs> learn something new every day. 0457 736 736. What about Marnus? Oh, think about England, Doug. I mean, you, let me ask you this. You've got to train to not bowl no balls. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Chris Silverwood, the England coach, was asked in the press conference, well, how come your white ball team can go how many years without bowling a no ball? Yeah. But not in the case of red ball cricket. You know what he said? 
He goes, oh, well, you know, there are consequences in white ball cricket. And I think, hang on a minute. You've had two wickets this series that have been not out, one with Stokes in the first test, and now yesterday with, with Ollie Robinson to Marnus. Yeah. Because you bowled a no ball, and you're talking about no consequences in white ball cricket. And I reckon as well, with no, I think in county cricket as well, I think they give you, like, it's a one-run penalty as well if you bowl a noe. So that is a consequence. But, you know, that's just, to me, that's just, you know, scraping. You know, like, it, it's happened. They've bowled noes. But it's it just, it, it, they just haven't come out, I don't think. There's been just no aggression. Like, I do appreciate bringing, you know, Broad and uh, Anderson back in because they've just run in as hard as they can. And, and that's what the good bowlers do. But they just, at the moment, there just haven't been any match. There haven't been any match for the for the Aussies. Um, and it was great to see Nessa and Jai Richardson come in and debut. Let's talk about length. You bowl at the Adelaide Oval. Yep. What did England do wrong? Uh, well, what they did right against me, they were four for 600, so that's good. But <laughs> no, they, they just didn't bowl full enough. They bowled kind of that top of the knee roll, knee roll up height where we saw in every, re- every review, I don't know how, but everything's going over. Everything, every LB shout was going over, which makes no sense to me. But to me, that just means you've got to bowl that little bit, you know, fourth and fifth metre step forward. Getting the, it's, a, it's a big, long ground straight. So get the batters hitting straight. Get them, you know, use the grass that's on the wicket to seam the ball around. Get your catches in play and get them hitting straight. And I just don't think they've challenged the front foot defence, even in the Gabba. Mm. They, they just didn't, cha- they haven't, they haven't changed, uh, excuse me, they haven't challenged the front foot defence of the Aussie batters. They've been able to sit pretty on their back foot and they've been able to pull and drive, uh, pull and block pretty well. Get them, get them up, get the ball up there, get, it, get them hitting down the ground. If you're Michael Neese, you're buying a lottery ticket, are you? Because you think, oh, I'm so far away from the test team. He's been 12th man on 18 occasions. Yep. Jai gets a jump ahead of him. Next thing you know, I mean, what are the odds that Pat Cummins is a close contact, yep. a COVID positive case, gets his first test cap. After the last break, they said, throw the bat because we have a crack at the yeah. post tonight. A nice little 30 or odd off 20. And then with his second ball, takes his first test wicket. What about the jubilation? They all jumped on it. They were beautiful <laughs> scenes. Do, do you remember your first test wicket? Yeah, absolutely. SCG. Yeah. It was uh, Mornay Morkel caught it mid-on. And, um, oh, was that the test where Smithy had broken his, his hand? Broken yeah. his hand, yeah. Oh, um, yeah Morgan, so that was good. Yeah, it was good. And, you know, you, f- you don't forget that stuff, do you? Like, that, that'll that be in his mind forever. Everyone getting around him and the crowd behind him. And and, there, and you, that's when stuff when you retire or when you're not playing and all that, you remember that stuff. The game will always be there. Yeah. But those those team moments, those, you know, little moments that, that always count. So, oh, mate, and... His first over was the perfect length. He bowled really full. He got the b- new ball up there. He got it or He got it swinging as well. So that's the length they've got to keep bowling. Text line number 0457 736 736. That outfield, actually. And, you know, you're a grass expert. It looks slower than usual. Grass expert? Yeah. <laughs> we can take that own, either way, can your we? Own, doing your own time is none of my business, Doug. Uh, it looked a bit slow to me, though. Did, like a lot of hard run threes and that sort of thing, like. Yeah, I think just because it's been so hot, so yeah. they've just had to pump um, a, a quite a bit of water into it. But the ground is always uh, the ground's always amazing in Adelaide, and I don't know if you've been there, but it's an amazing ground now. I haven't. I'd love to watch an AFL game there, but I haven't. But a sold out BBL game is pretty cool. Um, it's a great ground, and you know, as you probably know yourself, we're blessed with amazing sporting venues in Australia. You know, yes. I'm I'm absolutely shattered that the whack is not really going to get used anymore because I think 
old ground history, two hills. MCG's amazing. SCG's probably the top two in the world. Yeah. Um, but Adelaide, it's 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 pretty good. So you like the ground? What do you think of the city? Adelaide, it's it's good. It's got nice golf courses. Got yeah. some nice wine and yeah, restaurants. Yeah, that's not uh, the answer you gave me before. We went <laughs> <away>. <laughs> probably because I went for 110 there. Uh, uh, hey, but no. was that when? But you knocked off Straussy, I think. I did early on. Then it was a long yeah. finish. But that's the that's a game of sport, mate. That's that's why we love it and we hate it. And here I am talking to you guys, Smudger Smith. I always said Ricky Ponting was the best I'd seen Australian anyway at just putting the ball where the fielders aren't. Yep. In that vein, Steve Smith is just masterful. His hand eye is unbelievable. Oh. His hand eye is set up, and it's funny. On I think early they were trying to like change his batting style, how he stance and all that. But someone like that is one in a million. We might not even see another one. But his hand eye is unbelievable. I'm actually really happy that he's um, he's back being captain. I think, as you said to me off air, how how long can you punish these guys? Yeah, yeah it happened. Blah 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 blah. They've got a, the next South African tour. They're going to have to go through it, but. Get over it. Leave it. It's done. It was a nice bit of captaincy too for, mm. for Nice's first wicket, having that short mid on with Stark. Because they know that Hamid sort of plays the low hands and he kind of sides across it. And yep. He looks to me like he's grown a leg. He, it's same average, I think, as Captain Steve Smith, about 70-odd. Well, yeah. yeah. I, 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 he probably didn't. I, I saw him, you know, the, the toss and all that, and he probably didn't show it as much as he wanted to. But he, he, I'm sure he was bursting in his gut, yeah. going, how excited. Gets to put the jacket back on. Gets to throw the team list there. You see it had the 47. The yeah, 47th brilliant. test captain of Australia. Brilliant. So what so, is it, the, the 45th and the 46th? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been our quiz. Um, oh, but, oh, damn Do we it. have a quiz, Gibbo? No, we should. Not anymore. This is outrageous. But um, I, I think it was great for him. And you know what? He was off yesterday. Um, and he's got a plethora of other players to captain as well. Yep. one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Is that open line number and the text line number 0457 736 736. And now Adam Collins from SCN Cricket is going to join us after the first break. Uh, he called the Nisa ball, and I think he's mm. alongside Barad, is a card carrying member of the Michael Nisa fan club. Also yep. on the program today, Dougie Andrew McCulloch, Dragons hooker, is going to join us. Uh, they've recruited really well, the big yep. red V. I mean, everyone's talked about the dogs and who they've acquired, but the Dragons are, have been very strong in some of their pickups. Now, looking forward to this because, you know, I always used to joke. I said, if, if there's one, I'll ask you this in our listeners, if there's one Olympic sport, summer or winter, <laughs> that you reckon, even at your age and fitness, or lack thereof, that you could still represent Australia, what Was that a sly dig at me, Gibbo, then? Oh, my God. Well, I would oh. never, mate. When you play for your country. <laughs> no, no, no. I would say probably well, this sport, this Yeah, this sport you're about to say, I wouldn't think of that. Yeah. I wouldn't. I'd think what you, we said before, skeleton, yeah. going head first into ice, that... Sounds yeah, like no. fun, going 150 kilometres uh, an hour. Yeah, not to me. No? No. <laughs> but um, curling, yeah. Why not? You just stand, basically, you just stand there in your sneakers and, and broom the ice. Yeah. Right? And I can do that. You can wear Dunlop volleys where you're doing that, can't you? Yeah, even Gulagong won Wimbledon and Dunlop volleys. I, I used to wear a blue one, blue and green. Yeah. Dunny volleys. Yeah, they yeah. used to be orange as well, remember? They yeah, came all, in late. All the, and the green and gold ones. Yeah, all the really the green and gold ones. one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Hey, we've got a special guest on the line. We're just keeping the chair warm. Nick Davis, good morning to you. What is going on <laughs> in there? How, how, does it, how does it feel to lose your job, Nick Davis? <laughs> no, well, you got the dodgy opener. Where was the real opener? It's, uh, I feel driving into Swans Academy training this morning. I thought I'd listen to my mate, Doug, because I've been listening... 
I've been on 1170. The cricket commentary has been outstanding, Doug. I'll give you a big tick for that. Thanks, for the, mate. Uh, the big bash. Well done. But driving in, waiting for gentlemen, start your engines for Saturday morning mowers, and I heard that. What's doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I got no brief, Nick. I'm going in blind. <laughs> we don't want to steal your thunder, mate. I've, yeah, look, Thanks, Nick, bro. mate, oh, I do apologise. <laughs> I really am not sure what's happened here, but it seems as though during the week somehow our intro's been changed, boys. I take pride in our intro and our sweepers. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks can I for please, the heads up. <laughs> can, I, can I please play what yes. we usually come in with? Here you go. Thank you. I love it. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. There you go. I mean, if we came in with now that this morning, you now you're ready to go, Nick. You, you happy now? I'll show again. I'm happy now. Uh, I'm happy now. What's on today? Tell us a story. What do you got for us today, mate? No, mate, it's been a big week. Doug, this is something I, uh, on Monday, I'm part of the uh, ambassador for the um, the longest day for the, the Cancer Council, topsport.com.au are our, uh, our partners there, and uh, 72 holes, Doug, on Monday for, for Nicholas. It was a, ah, it was good. a big day. I had, 34 off one um, yesterday. I had 34 off one yesterday. I was quite happy, mate. Here, mate, just go back a couple of tea markers and, and let me know. But, right. um, no, yeah, right. that was He's good playing back. off the ladies, <laughs> Nick. Yeah. Geez, you guys are rough, aren't you? Exactly. Not wrong. No, um, we got our, uh, our last day, our last weekend, actually, of our Swans Academy. Uh, pre-season program. We've got our top-end boys and our top-end girls and women's team. Obviously, the Swans uh, getting an AFLW license going into the competition next year. So we're uh, we're, we're ramping up our, our talent search, trying to um, get the best girls in New South Wales ready for to represent the mighty Swans in the AFLW. Uh, I'm just going to jump in there, Dougie. I don't know if this is a stitch-up or what, but the captain of the Saturday <laughs> Morning Mowers Club is on the other line. <laughs> hello, hello, Adam. Adam, Adam we're not we're not no, that no, bad of blokes. How are we going there, Giver? No, we, we don't have him. We do, we do. Hey, Nick, we'll just park this. We'll see what Adam's got to say. <laughs> Let's try that again. Adam Peacock, good morning. No, he's just dropped off. Okay, can we get Nick Davis back? This is going beautifully at the moment. I think he hung up on him. There must be no reception. There, no there you are. I've got you, Nick. So tell me, what's, what's today, mate? Is today just running fitness last, last session? Yeah, all the gross stuff, mate, that I just Love get it. to stand there now and, uh, oh. <laughs> and blow the whistle and tell them to run. It's disgusting. But um, now these kids, they come from a long way. We've got a few kids down from the you know, north coast, central coast. Um, yeah, uh, the Swans Academy is, is going well. But, yeah, this time of year, Doug, for cricket is great because uh, you're into the, the games. But for mm. for the winter sports teams, it's, um, it's a month, two months of, of just real hurt. Can, can you make him do the session I watched you do one year a while ago uh, for your last? Well, or is that or is that a bit too much these days? Oh, that might be a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, the session you're referring to uh, the uh, Dave Misson, who's now the uh, head of fitness at uh, at Sydney Roosters, one of my other hats that I, I do wear. The last last Friday of a Swans pre-season, uh, we did a hundred hundreds, and um, yeah, it was took you uh, an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It's <laughs> the best thing about retirement. Hey, hey Nick, I've just got a text message, text message coming through from Adam Peacock. He said, get Nick off the line. Uh, I need to have a few words. So, mate, thank you. We'll let you go. <laughs> no worries, boys. Thanks for I can't, I can't I wait to talk it. to you again, Nick. I cannot wait to hear you again. <laughs> 
Thanks, Doug. Let's play golf. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Yeah, you don't big... have my number. <laughs> Just send the carrier pigeon through. 0457 736 736, the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Thanks to our very good friends at Toro Mowers. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there is a Toro for everyone. Let's try it again. Adam Peacock, good morning. Morning, guys. How are we? Okay, I, can't be- I can't believe what Nick Davis just said about Adam Peacock. Can you? Yeah, unbelievable. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know how they're mates. You know, but anyway, how you going, mate? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm just going up to visit the old man who's, who's a bit crook, and I'm driving along and listening to you two fine gentlemen um, like break down what happened yesterday at the, the Adelaide, uh, Adelaide Oval, and yeah, I was learning things. And then old mate rings up. He's the hardest man to get hold of. Yes. And he's, he's harder to get than common sense out of a state government at the moment, Nick Davis. And then he, he rings up out of nowhere to, to start spraying everyone and, and telling everyone what to do. As Gibbo would know, that guy doesn't turn his phone on when we're actually trying to put the show together yeah. each week. So don't pay any attention to him, guys. You're doing a great job. Oh, I appreciate that, Adam. Thank you kindly, mate. I, I, all I can do is be me. Hey, boys, but in, in what show does the two hosts who aren't here call in in the first segment? <laughs> now, if you're unavailable, it's you're a, unavailable. It's a sad existence, isn't oh, it? Boys. It's like when I was doing the Arvos and Jimmy calls in from America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where are you, mate? I'm in Disneyland. Yeah. What? <laughs> to the top of the Matterhorn <laughs> as we speak. Oh, what are your thoughts on the cricket at the moment, Peacock? Uh, yeah, England are just... I, I can't work out why England, who obviously struggle with fielding, like some of their... Some of their like Rory Burns looks like he's throwing with the wrong arm. Um, how they wouldn't have noticed that over the course of the year and maybe sharpened up in that area a bit because it's letting them down. They're letting players off the hook and yeah you've got your no balls and things just the little things okay you might be out of class with your bowling and batting but try and make it a bit tighter with things that can change games in an instant a, a, a split second so just those little things I reckon are, are hurting England badly as well as the big things I just don't get it right everything in their home summers about ashes preparation it's all about the ashes preparation I haven't seen a team visit the shores that look more underprepared than mm. England Yep. just given what they've turned out in these so, first two tests they look cooked. They look yeah. done. They look. They look oh, they tired, don't they? They um, just don't look interested. Yeah. And that was the thing coming in. It was Australia hadn't played a test all year, and England had played about forty. So which one was it going to favour? Was it going to favour the ones with their iron or the ones who are coming in fresh? And it's pretty obvious at the moment. It could change, but at the moment it would suggest that it's uh, <laughs> yeah. Coming in fresher has been better. Yeah. Well, I hope it goes five days so I don't have to work on Monday. But we'll wait and see. <laughs> Adam, mate, but, uh, listen, we'll let you go. All the best to your old man, yeah. okay? We'll see you soon. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Look after yourself. Here he is. So, nice little cameo. The day off for covering for Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. They both ring in. Yeah. yeah Acting like they're doing something. Well, there's trouble in paradise because Adam had a few stern words for N. Davis. <laughs> And he's not wrong, I should it, say. It, it's easy to turn your car on, sit in the car and make a phone call, isn't it? Like it yeah. <laughs> name Billy not silly, isn't it? Yelling from the sidelines. <laughs> 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Up and running. Saturday morning mowers club. Thanks to Toro Mowers. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday morning mowers club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Um, 
Adam Peacock and Nick Davis, even though on their day off they decided to ring it on the program. Get a life, boys. We do miss you. Two for 17, England at Stumps and reply to Australia. Nine declared for 473. Greenkeeping Rooster, very good morning to you on the text line 0457 736 736. Morning, Julian and Dougie. Have you guys seen a more unfit bowling attack in world cricket? My very first grade coach would say to the fast bowlers, your last spell, I should expand this, should uh, be your last spell of the day should be as yes. Yep. Did you pre-read these? No, I've just Probably heard. Should. I've heard that quite a bit. I think you're right, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I, and they just look underdone. Um, coming out of county cricket, which they play a lot of, obviously, but they've they've played a lot of cricket. Um, just obviously the Aussies haven't played as many tests, but guys have been in the IPL. Guys have you know they've played a bit of Shield cricket, a bit of One Day cricket. They've been um, in the World Cup, so it's not like they the Aussies aren't in a bad spot. But they just don't look. I don't know, penetrating? Can you say that word? Penetrating the palms? They, they, can't can't just... on this program. <laughs> anyway, there you go. 0457 <laughs> 736 736. Let's check in with our good mate Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport, home of the best multis. Download the Top Sport app today and gamble responsibly. Hello, Tristan. G'day, Jules. G'day, Dougie. And good to speak to you. How well, you going? Yeah, very good, very good. And you definitely can say penetrate on this show. I know yes, I've heard yeah. it plenty of times. Uh, hey, <laughs> you've heard it plenty oh, I bet. Hey, Tristan, when we spoke during the week, I mean, after the Cummins News Australia, I think it had blown out from $1.55 mm. to $1.78. I'd venture to say they've come in. They have after that dominant batting performance and snaring those couple of wickets late last night. The Aussies are $1.26. Uh, the draw's four fifty, so the draw's shortened up. England, big trouble there, $26. So we have the... Um, over and under innings runs available at the moment too. It's 249 and a half, uh, under 180 and over 202. So expected to get around about the 245 mark, England. So if that happens, the Aussies have been in a very dominant position. Are you giving them, uh, do the, in the market, do the Poms have any hope, to be completely honest? No. Okay. No, put it, put it bluntly. Oh, I think they, if, if, if these two can stay in, obviously the best batting conditions are coming up now. Um, they, you know, if, if Milan and Root can score some runs, obviously that draw does come into the equation, but it's going to be so hard to bat in those evening sessions. So there's always going to be the chance of wickets. Aussies could not be in any better spot. They, they scored at a pretty quick rate yesterday as well, which was pretty good. And a good, and a good thing too. Oh, that again, Mike. On. And the good thing too, Tristan, uh, that multi that I gave to listen to Rob <laughs> during the work, that's still alive. I had Australia win into Stark, top wicket-taker, first innings into Stokes, top run scorer. For Good. Definitely yeah. still alive. Good. If, if, um, if one of these get, get uh, knocked over early, then Stokes will be right in there as a big chance to top score for England. So very shrewd judge, Jules. I've always said that. And <laughs> You've never said judges, that. Yes. Penetrating <laughs> analysis. <laughs> Penetrating <laughs> analysis. I'm sending a trend. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of shrewd judges, uh, Dougie, I, I believe you may have a tip for later today. We've I do. We've got a charity uh, bet program um, on here every week, and Adam probably hasn't set the world on fire with his selection. So Adam's shocking. So he can get some money into the, into the uh, long, longest day, the Cancer Council uh, funds as well. Mate, to be honest, every time I've been on this show with a tip, I've been amazing. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but it's <laughs> been good. So, yeah, I've got a tip today. Uh, it's up in, up in Brisbane, and that's, that's, that's it. Beautiful. All right. Well, we'll touch on that when we come back on later, late, later this morning. So look, look forward to that, and we'll, we'll put it on for the charity bet. And we, we might even, uh, we might even utilise your multi jewels for the, uh, for the, the stupid. Yeah, let's that do that. Does. What, so it, what odds are your multi jewels? Uh, well, it's changed. It was, I think, it was about forty three or forty four bucks. Yeah. At the time. It'd be, it'd be somewhere around that price, wouldn't it, Tristan? Yeah. Well, maybe we, we shortened a bit. Yeah. In there. 
Yeah, it would have shortened a touch with uh, obviously one leg in, but yeah, we'll work that out. We'll, we'll make sure we get something on there for the uh, for the for the charity, and yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk through all that later on this morning. So we know that Doug is is liking something in Brisbane. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Asparagus. More tips than a tin of asparagus, as we say. <laughs> Good on you, Tristan. <laughs> we'll check that? back in. Hey, that's, that's a very famous <laughs> saying. Right. Have you have you heard that saying, Tristan? More tips than a tin of asparagus. No, I haven't heard that. Somebody, it's somebody you know, from, from the proud Merlehan family that's never heard. Well, you know, what did you say, a heart back to your advice? Uh, you learn something new every day. Learn something you know? new every day and scare yourself every day. <laughs> Thanks, boys. We'll scare you later. Good on you, Tristan. Tristan Merlehan from Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi and gamble responsibly. We'll take a break. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, the text line number 0457 736 736. We're watching the replays. Australia well and truly on top in the second test. Subjected England to 150 overs, Doug, in the scorching Mm. heat and then in beautiful evening conditions managed to jag a couple of wickets. Adam Collins was there to witness it all for SEN. He's on the line right now. Morning, Colo. Good morning. Yes, it was the the perfect plan, well executed by Australia yesterday. Keep England in the field for a couple of sessions and then get a dart at them before the close of play with the pink ball, under lights, a couple of wickets. I mean, I'll tell you what, they were saved by that lightning storm. If not for that, they might have been four or five down by the close. Yeah, possibly. Let's start with Michael Nisa. uh, Incredible circumstances in which he got his first test cap. I know you're part of the fan club. You called his first wicket. It was a beautiful thing to witness. Thank you. Yeah, I mean the Michael Nisa Nisa must play movement as we've described it. It's got legs. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's got legs. It really has. And it all started a few years ago now when we were um, covering one of his early tours. It was to England actually, and uh, he just refused to talk about himself. He's just so self-effacing. He was working over Steve Smith in the nets routinely. He was the only guy who could get Smith out in England that year, full stop, pretty much. And, he, and, and there was just a strong case to play in later in the series, but it was more about um, it, it, providing him with a megaphone that he was never going to pick up himself. He's just not that kind of guy. He's so humble. So um, I suppose we've, you could call it media activism, uh, and I, I'm sure it's had no influence whatsoever on getting him selected, uh, but a lot of mm-hmm. people have got on board over the last couple of years and made a lot of people very happy uh, last night when he struck with his second delivery in Test Cricket. Beautiful moment. Well, I just think that just comes to being down to being so consistent, don't you, mate? You've you've watched a lot of cricket, and to be honest, he's come in this test, and he's probably been more consistent in whatever he's done. Same with Joe Richardson, with than the English mate. I, I, I'm tipping the I'm tipping the Poms are getting slammed by their media over there. Have you have you seen anything? <laughs> yep. I, well, I live over there, so I sort of take in a lot of what's going on over there. <laughs> as a matter of course. Uh, and, and yeah, sort of friends and colleagues with those who are reporting on it from over here. And look, I think from a, an English perspective that they are feeling as though this has been so dreadfully predictable, uh, be it what happened at the Gabba last week where Australia just bossed them, uh, or this week where the coin doesn't come down their way and it's almost a replica of what happened here four years ago. On that occasion, Australia declared on 4.42, this time it's 4.73, but roughly the same time of the declaration on, on evening two, England lost one wicket then, two wickets this time. I mean, they did fight back well, it must be said, four years ago in the second innings. But Australia are so far ahead in this test match now, they can completely dictate terms. Uh, and they can... I mentioned when I my, in my first response that it was the, the plan... That when they showed up yesterday uh, for, for morning two or for afternoon two, they would have thought, so long as we are batting 
at the tea break on day two, we can do whatever we want from here. And we can unleash Stark. We can unleash Richardson moving the ball away from the right-hander. And then Nisa was a complete bonus, bowling so well, uh, bringing, being brought on within moments of the lightning hitting. So, uh, yes, I mean, it, it's nice when a plan comes off. As you know, Dougie, it isn't mm. always that way in Test cricket. Uh, but when it does come off, it, it's well celebrated. What's difficult to understand too, Adam, uh, there was so much talk during the England summer, wasn't there, about Ashes preparation, Ashes preparation, mm. you know, keeping Anderson on ice and the rest of it. Well, here they are. It's the sameness about them. They, they look devoid of ideas and they look underprepared. Mm. It, it's a frighteningly similar bowling analysis from Anderson, Broad and White's collectively as it was in this corresponding test that I mentioned four years ago at Adelaide with the pink ball. Uh, and look, to an extent, I actually feel, feel sorry for them in the situation they're in. This wasn't plan A. Plan A was Jofra Archer, Mark Wood and Ollie Stone, all of whom bowl up at about 150 or above. The plan was their three fastest bowlers, who are all accomplished in their own way. Of course, we've seen what Jofra Archer can do. We've seen what Mark Wood can do. Ollie Stone on the way through the system, but 26 years of age and bowls heat. Now, the plan was to deploy those three quicks. That's what they meant when they talked about Ash's preparation and, and bringing a group of quicks together who could seriously compete in this country. And instead, they've had to go back to their seasoned pros. Bowlers like Anderson and Broad, who are exceptional bowlers. They've got 1,159 test wickets between them. There's no doubting that they're bona fides. And, and of course, they've been successful in Australia before, back albeit in 10-11. So it's not as though they don't know what to do. The, the problem they've got is that on pitches that are unresponsive, uh, bowling at a, around about 130 clicks, everything needs to go right for you. There isn't that element of danger or that the extra layer that you get with a bowler like Stark who was bowling up at 150 clicks last night. England do not possess that with the exception of Mark Wood. And they're having to treat him like precious metals because they don't want to explode that guy in the space of two test matches, knowing that Mark Wood has a dreadful track record with getting injuries mid-series. So... They're in a bind. I don't know what they could do. I don't know how they could shuffle the pack to get a different outcome based on the resources they have at their disposal. Well, just thinking now, mate, like, exactly right. I don't know what they can and can do, but if they can somehow get a draw, I think they'd be happy with that. But I'm kind of thinking today, three days to go, try and bat as long and as much as they can today, get close to the target and try and get a res- uh, like something to chase maybe the last day. But mm. that that's going to be – that's a – that's a long stretch because I'm tipping if the Aussies yeah. bowl them out or something like that, they're just going to bat. They're just going to keep them in the field, keep them in the field and just wear them down and wear their bowlers down. So I'm yeah, something well, I something right. drastic well, is going to have to happen today. Like that, that you know, they say the twist and turn is something's going to have to happen. I break it down slightly differently. It's another stonking day in Adelaide. Beautiful, not a cloud in the sky. Um, perfect batting conditions. Dava Milan looked really good last night before the close of play. Left well, and when he needed to play, uh, Milan it's finding the middle of his bat almost every time. And Joe Root's having one of the all-time great years, full stop, no caveat. So I'd be actually thinking they need to get the 274. They need to clear the follow-on mark. They need to make sure that they have Australia batting a second time. Break it down into manageable chunks. If they're batting at the close of play today, they, they almost certainly would have cleared that follow-on hurdle, which means that they put Australia in a situation where they need to set a total, and therefore England will get a chance to bat out for a draw in that scenario. That, to me, feels where their heads should be. Just bat all the way through today and allow the scoreboard to take care of itself. If they start thinking about 
um, how they might try to manufacture a run chase. I think that's where they might get in trouble because it's so implausible after conceding 473 that they'll get into that situation themselves on the fifth day. So from here, look, we've never had a test. Sorry, we've had one test match reach the fifth day at Adelaide with the pink ball, and that was here four years ago. Uh, and that was over by the dinner break on, well, well and truly before the dinner break on, on the fifth day. Usually these get wrapped up in four days. So forcing a draw against the pink ball is incredibly difficult at Adelaide. Uh, but in order to do so, they need to take advantage of the fact that it's a glorious day to senior men at the crease. Uh, they have to win not only the first session, they need to win all three sessions today and still be batting tomorrow morning. If they get there, then they can start realistically thinking about now, how do we salvage the test over the last two days? Because they're so far behind now. There is so much scoreboard pressure uh, that, that it, is, it is almost too big a mountain to climb to even think about winning. Yep. Interesting day ahead. Always good to get your thoughts, Colo. We'll let you go and we'll, we'll catch you this afternoon with Jared and the team here on SEN. Thanks, guys. Anytime. There he's Adam Collins. Open line number 1300 01 1170 and the text line number 0457. 736, 736. Rob's got back in touch, Dougie. Bloody oath, the multi is still strong. Jules, good morning, yeah. Yeah, I said I'd deliver, and I'm hoping to. Alex Carey looked a treat with his first test half century. He's awesome, isn't he? He's a good-looking... Yes, he's a handsome gentleman, but a (laughs) good-looking bat at the crease as well. He wears number four. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. and he just looks so calm, doesn't he? He just looks so calm, such a wonderful... But that's that's one thing that... um, that I really like all those bits and pieces. When he started playing Sweet Twenty and One Day Cricket for Australia, um, I did the same thing when I was coming through here. He texted me, mm. said, "G'day, Doug. Um, Alex here. Just wondering, is it okay if I wear the number four? And I just said, "Oh, mate, you probably need a few more skin folds to fit in that number." <laughs> but um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. really, re- really respect it, and I really appreciate you getting in contact. And um, th- th- those little one percenters mean so, so much. I did it with Jason Gillespie before me, yeah. and I did it to Mark Wall before me for New South Wales. So yeah. um, I, I hope and I know this goes on further on, and I hope, and I hope it happens in every other sport. But um, that hadn't happened to me, but that just shows the respect and the kind of guy he is. It's part of that great Australian tradition in, in cricket, and he's just the sweetest guy, Alex Carey, and I, mm. I wish him all the best. Asher stumps on day two, England two for 17 in reply. To Australia, nine declared for 473. 103 to Marnus, had a few chances, but catches win matches. Warner, 95. Smith, 93. That's his fourth test, 90, Steve Smith. Ben Stokes, uh, the best of the bowlers, three for 113. And Stark and Nisa picking up a wicket each. Uh, in other cricket news, in the WNCL yesterday, the Breakers defeated Victoria by five wickets. Queensland fire comfortable win over Tasmania by 66 runs. Jess Donison. Outstanding with the ball, 5 for 24. In the A-League last night, Western United defeated Adelaide United 1-0. It was the Battle of the Aloises. John, the head coach of Western United, Ross, is Adelaide's assistant. It was a 10-game winless run stretched over this and last season. But well done to Western United. They've now won their last four for at the moment, and they sit on top of the ladder. And in the NBL, the Perth Wildcats, too good for the Brisbane Bullets, 83-70. to And the Illawarra Hawks, this was a belter, 97 have defeated the Breakers 96 in overtime, double overtime, in fact. A Tyler Harvey floater, 2.8 seconds remaining, Doug, on the clock. That has extended the Hawks' undefeated start to the NBL season. It was a double overtime, as you said, home win over the New Zealand Breakers. And, of course, you can catch every NBL game live on ESPN with KO. Every game of the biggest NBL season yet live on ESPN. And stream it on KO, one 
11 7. Have you, you've got KO, or do you still hook up the Fox at home? Uh, I've got Fox. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I had KO, but I've got Fox. Uh, that does me. And I do the old Netflix. I love my docos and series and all you that. You do love your docos. I do. You I give do. me about 37 recommendations yep. in the five minutes before we came on air today. Well, I'll do. Yeah. We'll do that. Gibbo will do that at the end after the break. When Sorry, gonna... he's, Gibbo's telling us to break, like the hand action break, so get off the air and stop talking. We better listen to Gibbo. <laughs> Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Keep those text messages coming in 0457 736 736. Hey, Doug, I didn't ask you, who's your footy team? Who's your you know, real team? Uh, because of Brad Fittler, the Roosters. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, my I mean, little, it, it was announced little... officially yesterday that the big block of cheese, Brandon Smith, will become a rooster yep. in 2023. Worst kept secret in rugby league. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't. Had, he wasn't. Ha- they weren't happy with him at some Som- stage, were they? Sombreros. No, the club are furious with him. Oh. As if you wouldn't be though. If you're Melbourne, yeah, and he's talking about, oh, this is such a great culture here at the Roosters. You hang on a mate. We made you. You yeah. want to comp with us? Yeah. We stuck by you after you were got you got caught in a room with Cameron Munster and featuring some quote unquote white powder, mm. and now you're singing the virtues of one of our fiercest rivals. Yeah, me, they've yeah. been they've been a pretty good team for a while, haven't they? And yeah, it, that makes it tough, doesn't it? But I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe there's something else in there. Maybe he's just ready to get out. Maybe he's, why he's gone to the Chooks, he's like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. I, I I don't know. But let's let's just say he's going to a good club. Um, Got a lot of Kiwis in Bondi. So, so he's a good fit. I'm a Dragons fan. We're going to catch up with Andrew McCulloch. He's a good man, Macca, the Queensland Origin hooker. He'll join us after the news at 10 o'clock Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Marty writes, uh, morning, boys. Another blunder by Root is leaving Wood out. He only bowled the one innings at the Gabba. I think it was a bit hurt. And as Adam Collins said, he, you know, he struggles to get through a whole series. The problem yeah. with leaving Wood out, having lacked an enforcer, I mean, it's all well and good to rest him, but... You're going into Melbourne 2-0 down. I mean, the series is gone. Yeah, exactly right. And they, as I said, they need to win. And I, I can see where they're coming from. The, the, they're sitting on the side of caution. But day-night game, pink ball, grass on the wicket, you've got to gut it, you know. And between the last test and this test, you, you would you said, don't train. Keep your feet up. Have your – do your whatever. Go to the beach. Have your massage, whatever, and just, just take your time off. But it's easy said, done now, isn't it? Because they're, they're getting – they're getting belted, let's be honest, and they've got no, you know, there's, as I said before, there's going to have to be some kind of way out, but I, I have no idea. 0457 736 736. Give us a call too if you want to get gardening tips or cricket thoughts off Dougie, 1300 011 70. Hey, driving into the studios this morning about quarter past seven, I saw a bloke on a payphone. Mm. There's not many around anyway. I don't know if there's any in your area. And I'm thinking, what is somebody doing on a public payphone? At 7.15 in the morning. <laughs> uh, Care to speculate? I, I sort of know, but I'm not saying it. Yeah, mate, yeah. I remember in the day you used to have the phone card. Remember that? Yeah. You got it from the newsagent yeah. and you'd put it in the phone you and you'd like, call. Now like they're five free. Five bucks worth or yeah. something. Are they free, are they? The po phones are free now. I'm right. pretty sure there's an ad going out. There was a pretty sure they were in Kudji or something like that somewhere. Not like God's country out where I am. But um, they're in, yeah, they're, they're free. I used to I remember mean, you used yeah. to have to get the church change and put the fire. Yeah, did, did Mum ever like say you got the emergency forty cents <laughs> in the wallet? You always keep that in case you got to make a phone call. Give you, Gibbo's looking at us quizzically. Or the reverse charge. Before. Yeah, that's right. With a beep, beep, beep. Yeah. You could shove like the paddle pop stick in there. Well, just I'm thinking, why would you call anyone these days? And and I'm sure with online dating now, you know, you're using your Tinders, your Hinges, your Grinders, whatever. I, these days, I've, you're on the payphone. Do you use the Tinder, the Hinder, and the Grinder yourself? 
all three. How, one. how many yeah. are there? How many are there? There's, Tinder, uh, there's actually there's Bumble, seventeen. Seventeen with last night's one. There's eighteen. Doug, eighteen dating sites. Yeah, and I'm on all of them. Oh, I saw yeah. an ad this morning for eHarmony. That looked good. The girl was got out of the car and was going to go to the beach and. Mm. Anyway. Well, it doesn't always work that no, way. No, um, you doesn't. know, further to that, I mean, who the hell decides when they're putting the boat on, ready to go for a, ha- a holiday? Is that I'll just quickly make a phone call to buy life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, honey. All right, I'll just All buy right, life well, insurance let, before let, we go. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, laughing four, five, at seven three six seven three six. David Pocock, outstanding Wallaby. You see, he's going to have a tilt at the Senate. Right. He's always an activist, David Pocock. Yep. Highly articulate and. He got arrested once, didn't he, for, for chaining himself to a tractor or something in a mining protest. Right. So that, that got us thinking this morning. Thank you, Gibbo, for this topic. What sports people do you think would excel in politics? I know there's plenty that have given it a crack and said no, like Mal Meninga that lasted about 40 seconds. Remember in the, the, the interview, just oh, stuff <laughs> yeah. this, I'm out, I can't you do can't it. Do Paul it. Osborne was another one, I think, the, the former Raiders uh, prop forward. What politicians, mm. you reckon... Oh, sorry, what sports stars do you think would be handy politicians? What kind of, like, outspoken sports stars? Anyone, or... yeah, could be articulate, could be outspoken, could be those oh, that wow. you know, have no filter, right? Or, That'd be fun. Well, Gibbo said off off camera, yeah. Stephen O'Keefe would be pretty good. Why would Sock be good? Uh, I think he's outspoken, he, yeah. he's emotional. <laughs> he'd, he'd definitely shake things up. Yeah, and he, uh, he likes a beer with the yep, next bloke, doesn't yep. he? At the stain in particular. So, oh, mate, good morning. I, I'm happy. To, I love him. I, I'll go for a beer anywhere with him. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else can we do? Who's someone? Paul Harrigan? Would he be good? Well, you reckon Chief? Yeah. Chief Harrigan? Then that can be a politic name. In walks Chief. To make he would. He wouldn't need like it. He wouldn't need a, a bodyguard, would he? No. Chief. No, that's decent. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Off the back of of David Pocock entering politics. Which sports stars you reckon would make great politicians? You know it'd be good. I reckon Mozzie and Rex. Very, very yeah. well spoken. Knows what he's doing. He strikes me as a clever bloke. Mozzie. Not like me, where I just no. say it without thinking. That'd get me in trouble. That, no, that'd get you a seat in the national party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, George Christensen can fly or Craig Kelly. Or, no, Palmer United party. They'll recruit yeah. anyone. In fact, the pup have, have who do they get? There's a handful of of ex footy. Jim stars. Cassidy would he be good? Even though he's from New Zealand, Pumper. Yeah. Pumper would be oh, good. He, he gets a bit outspoken. <laughs> <laughs> is he an Aussie citizen, Jimmy? I remember a few of them got chucked out of Parliament for, for being dual internationals. Really? Yeah, no, Jimmy, he's not bad. Um, a handful of footy stars have joined the Palmer United Party, and one that springs to mind was Greg Dowling. Oh, really? Bishop Dowling is, is what HD used to call him. But he, he's very much into politics. Marty Bella, it's big in Queensland, right? Marty Bella is a proud politician. And I remember, I think it was last year, I called up Marty. said, Marty, you know, we just want to have footy chat. And he goes, oh, look, I don't like to talk about my footy career anymore. Happy to talk about politics. Oh, no. Can you believe that Munster, yeah. the bloke who was a, one of the biggest pests in the change room, played the ball backwards. Backwards. Yeah, that's, he did that's, that's, you remember that? <laughs> what do you remember? Origin for? game. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Munster Bella. And then uh, I think it was Matt Adamson. And bless him, Matty Adamson. He's a good player. But, uh, he, he was, was the one massive. When he joined the Palmer United Party, he got a bit carried away and he talked about, you know, there was one man who once said, I have a dream. So he's channeling Martin Luther King <laughs> oh, in terms no. of getting Palmer United Party, giving it to the major two-party system. Terry Hill? Pleasure. Terry Terry would be good. Yeah. Uh, would you listen to him much? You'd have the raincoat hand, oh, Eddie, wouldn't give you? It. <laughs> you tell me I'm wrong. Everyone's uh, just getting met today. It's brilliant. 0457 736 736. Which sports stars... 
would make great politicians. Rob says John Eels. Yeah. You'd vote for John Eels because he's a big unit and just so yeah. softly spoken. But I think I'd be going for blokes that are just emotional and loud and going to say the wrong thing. Yeah, okay. So you sure I couldn't convince you for a tip tilt in the politics? No, no, no. chance. And this you get a lot here. of holidays? Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, Jason, former tennis player, uh, some golf will be in Victorian politics. I'll try and make sense of that later. John Alexander, of course, successful stint at Benelong. 0457 736 736. The Saturday Morning Mowers Club, thanks to Toro Mowers. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, it's a Toro for everyone. Julian King and Doug Bollinger in the chair. Break for news and back with the second hour of the program. Stick around. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Well, Adam Peacock and Nick Davis couldn't be bothered showing up today, but they did summons enough energy to call us from the car, Doug Bollinger. So we are in their place and I think we're going all right. one 1170 that is the open line number. Keep the text coming in as well, 0457. 736 736. You got any gardening questions for Doug? Uh, let us know. I'm going to catch up with the lawn expert, Dan Stutters. I've got a thousand and one questions. Mm. Thing is, I live I live in a unit, so I don't have a garden. So my okay. questions be more around pruning. Okay. I say, if anything else. Now, we were talking before the break, Doug, um, about sports stars you reckon would be decent politicians. Yep. Uh, Redman, aka Colin, writes in on the text line Cameron Smith, he can convince every ref, he could convince the whole nation. Redman. And we also had a suggestion for Tim Payne. But hey, listen, Jeez, that's it's, easy, isn't it? Oh, well, it's just, he's a nice fella, Tim. He's mate. a very. I spent a lot of time with him, yeah. And he's a, he's he's a nice fella, mate. He'd do anything for you, and he's just got just yeah. happened, didn't it? I, I just I just wish you know something had been different because he would have played a real good part yeah. in this series. Hey, hey, listen, the way sexting scandals plague mm. Canberra, Tim Payne's a poly. He'd get a promotion, wouldn't he? He'd become Attorney General, <laughs> Tim Payne. <laughs> Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Look, we don't want to keep our next guest waiting. Uh, we said off the top of the show, Dougie. A lot of the off-season recruitment chatter has been yep. about how busy the, the Bulldogs have been. The Dragons, though, they've added plenty of firepower to their squad, particularly their middle forwards after just missing the eight at the end of last season. This is who they've signed. So this is who they've added to their books: George Burgess, Francis Smolay, Jaden Sewer, Aaron Woods, Jack Kajeski, Moses Embai, Tauto Monga. And Moses Sully. We thought we'd check in with Big Red V, see how preparations are going. And Andrew McCulloch is a hooker. He's on the line right now. Hello, Macca. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. You got a garden? You look after it? <laughs> mate, I do. I'm currently at Canberra and Cronulla, so I actually do have a bit of a lawn, mate. So I'm keeping it... Um, it's pretty easy to keep it pretty green at the moment with the amount of rain. So yep. that's something I actually like doing in the yard, which is mowing. Mate, keep mowing. Mow, mow. Try and mow twice a week, all right? That'll keep your weeds away and that'll keep it green, brother. Beautiful. Thank you. I'll, I'll appreciate that. My wife will like that. Uh, how, how's training been, mate? Are you guys been getting smashed or you got a bit of a break now? What's been happening? Mate, yeah, it's been pretty solid, as you'd expect. And, um, yeah, sort of got a bit of a camp um, Monday morning to Tuesday and sort of knock off then, mate. So you can imagine how that next sort of, you know, that sort of 24 hours is going to be for us. But... Yeah, looking forward to a break. It's been a sort of that five-week mark where you need a bit of a spell and a bit of family time, which I'm looking forward to. How have the new recruits fit in, Andrew? I think the last of them joined us the other week. They settled in well? Yeah, really well, mate. I think um, you know, it does help that a lot of the boys have had a fair bit to do with them. When, you know, Frank was at the Broncos as well, as long as the sewer. Um, you know, Tau Tau Moga's been around for a while, and, uh, and Woodsy, just, he's just an affectionate bloke. He gets around to everyone. everyone. He has a chat to everyone, so everyone knows Woodsy. So, yeah, it's been really good to have those guys in there and add a bit of depth to our squad. 
What's the plan going forward this year? Obviously, you're just trying to get everything back on the same page and get that winning feeling. Has there been much chat about what the season prepares for you? What is it going to do? Or is it basically just getting in, getting all the new recruits around, get around each other and just training hard? Yeah, mate, I think just really training hard. I think, you know, first and foremost, getting everyone up to fit, everyone up to the standards that, um, you know, the coaches want in regards to fitness and conditioning. And then, you know, all the ball work and, you know, the combinations can kind of work off that from there. And, you know, we've had a bit longer pre-season this year compared to last year. Obviously, the, lar- the largest sort of break that we had during the year last year sort of put us back. But this year, we've got been able to get plenty more work in. And, you know, we've got six weeks after Christmas as well to sort of get those combinations right and, you know, get the balance of the team that we need after, you know, a bit of a disappointing finish to last year. Well, this year, yeah. Uh, Jaden Sullivan played a bit of nine at the back end of the last year uh, or last season. Moses M buys on board. Is Hook looking at using those guys maybe in, in rotation with you? Uh, I'm not too sure how the yeah how that's going. I know Bud, Bud hasn't done much of work at Hook this year. He's sort of got him in the halves um, on both sides. And Moses has sort of been, you know, as he's done most of his career, be utility throughout the whole back line in the middle there. A bit of everything, mate. I think you can afford to do it this time of year and just see what works for the team and, and to go from there. But something we really lacked last year was that depth and balance within the team. And, you know, those good teams, you know, the Penrith, you know, Melbourne, they can drop someone out and bring someone in, they can do a job which we weren't able to do last are you, season. Are you pretty fit, mate? Did you have much injury or any, any dramas going in the off-season or you, you guys pretty got through it pretty good? Oh, I think overall it was pretty good. Obviously, there's a few sort of clean-outs, as you expect, yeah. um, you know, at the end of the year, but there's a few, nothing too major. Um, I think everyone that came back was a bit modified early on that we did have injury, but we pretty much got... Oh, mate, yeah, 95% of the squad um, doing, you know, most of the work, which is really good to see. You want to be able to do that, get your reps in, get your, you know, conditioning up, and hopefully all, um, you know, fingers crossed it stays like that till the start of trials. A lot has been written and said, hasn't it, about Sullivan and, and Junior Ramon and Tyrell Sloan. We see Cody Ramsey's put on some beef, and we got a glimpse of their talent last season. You've seen a lot of impressive up-and-coming juniors in your career, Andrew. How do those guys rate? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's a hard one to gauge to compare, mate. But I think just yeah, on pure talent alone, those guys have got their own sort of you know gifts and you know, attributes that they bring within the team. And I think what helps you as a young guy, you just come in, you're fearless. You, you know, you don't care if you make mistakes. You just you just back with what you've already known. So being able to curb that in the right way and get those guys to sort of back their football, but being able to, to work within the team and to help them out, it's going to be important. So it's um. It's hard one to juggle because you want to be able to make sure those guys keep in, in potentially growing with their with their skill set, which certainly uh, sorry junior is going to be doing really well. To probably a good chance of partnering hunting in the in the halves. Mate, you, you've been around a while. You you know you're almost three hundred games. Are, are you trying to take that role on of like the mentor, the mentor around the group, the, the you know the, the guy that everyone can come to or whoever can come to to talk about their game if they need something different, if they want to change anything. Are, are you trying to take that responsibility for yourself? Yeah, I certainly have it. something to pride myself on. Um, firstly, you know, set the standards of training, um, you know, without talking too much. I think you set a good example about how you turn up physically and, you know, it's hard to critique someone if you're not setting the standards yourself. So I think first and foremost, getting yourself in good nick, setting those standards and going from there. Obviously, I've made plenty of mistakes over the years and, and whatever that might be. So if I could pass any advice on to those guys about what I did right or wrong and how they take that on, it's... Um, yeah, you know, it can only help, and uh, something that I, you know, certainly pride myself on. I like seeing young boys come through, and you know, not just train hard, but enjoy their footy. It's um, can be pretty hard at times, so you got to make sure you enjoy it. 
We read about the evolution of, of the dummy half roll, given the six again rule. Uh, what differences are there, Andrew, between how you used to play and how you need to play now? Oh, I think just managing your workload. I think certainly defensively, if you do two or three sets in a row, it's yeah, it's quite um, yeah, it's quite hard to peg back sometimes. So being really disciplined and not handing over cheap ball, I think South did that really well. You know, last year in regards to you know Wayne was real. I think um, you know completing real high, just waiting for the other team to make the mistakes, and you know just get your defence in line. And once you do that time after time, it's it is it is quite grueling by the end of the. By the end of the game, you're sort of out on your feet. So being out of control, the ball defend really well is a big, big aspect in the game. I think today. That's good, mate. And, and so going forward, obviously trying to start the season well. Are you guys just going to try and keep everything simple? Just try and start the game as simple as you can, and just not try and get too funky with everything. Well, that's yeah, that's it, mate. I think um, you know you hit the nail on the head there. It's just you know your little areas of the game that your crowd don't see that you know you certainly certainly your teammates you know see the effort areas that go into a game and to be able to do that over a long period of time is only going to help the attack will come it might be a bit funky as you said at the start but like i said being able to hang on to the ball kick early and defend really well it's pretty basic but you know the game hasn't changed at all so you know you just got to make sure you do that right i read that you had a, an attacking camp at Kiami. you talked earlier about your combinations. You think uh, Junior Amone will probably start in the halves alongside Benny Hunt. Uh, any word on, on who's going to get the jump in fullback, whether Tyrone will get a start or Cody maybe? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I saw another sort of part that you know, Hook spoke about is you know, the best, best defensive sort of fullback as well. So you know, those, both those guys have um, you know, probably obviously relatively new to the role and you know, as a forward in the middle you get confidence from those blokes at the back telling you where to go. So it's going to be up to those two guys who jumps at that opportunity the best and makes it their own. And you know, um, you know, play neck and neck at the moment, both talented footballs with, um, you know, plenty of upside to them. I've got to ask you: Have you done any opposing sessions with Moses Sully? What's what's he like to tackle? Yeah, look, mate, I um, do enough tackling throughout the year, so I'm a bit older now, so I'm probably a bit smarter about who I'm tackling at oh, training. I wouldn't mind just getting Danny Hunt into me, trying to get him to run into me, and I forget it, mate. Oh. So that's a bit smarter, I think, as you get a bit older, you know how to do that. Yeah. Corey Norman's retirement, mate, have you have you tried to keep him around the club to get around some ball skills and like that, or is he kind of taking a bit of a break from everything? Mate, yeah, no, he's um back. He's just in Sydney at the moment, but he's a uh, yeah, he's a Queensland boy, so I think he's going to head back up to the Gold Coast. And mate, to be honest, I think he's there's a side of a re- re- sorry re- relief there that it's all sort of over. He can put the feet up. I don't think he said he didn't have that drive or that yeah. want to get up early in the morning and, yeah. and go do something. So once you get that feeling, mate, I think it's all it's all a good sign to sort of knock it on the head, and enjoy the rest of your life, and get on with things and. He's got a clothing brand with a few other boys, which I think is going pretty well as well. Maka, we've been asking this morning uh, which sports stars would make good politicians. Uh, I'm not sure how Corey Norman would go in political circles. If he plays up enough, I'm sure he can get somewhere in the Senate there somewhere. Yeah, yeah still, that's what you're saying. You get rewarded, don't you? But is there anyone else you can think of in your time in rugby league that you reckon would be a, a great poly? Oh, geez, that's a tough one. Mate, I'm going to start to say Corey Parker. I think he can, uh, he's a bit of a chameleon there. He can sort of work to whatever crowd's in the room. So if he's got some knockabouts there, he's good like that. Or if he's got some blokes in uh, a suit, he can uh, tie it on as well. So I have to say Corey Parker was actually pretty good at that over the years that I learned to 
see who's in the room and work towards that. So I reckon he'd be pretty good at that. There's a nice norm. Hey, before we let you go, is, is Hook staying off the beast, Magra? I love him. Just looking at some of the photos and then that, that red polo shirt, it does look like he's been enjoying himself, Anthony. Mate, look, I'm not. Yeah, look, I'm not going to. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you can't it. Yeah, bag the coach. Nah, we might have to bring him on some. We're going to bring him some some of the activities with us and get him going, doing a few laps or yeah. running or something like that. So. <laughs> but yeah, he, as you know, he does love a beer, mate. So I reckon he'll be tucking in this few couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time of year. I'll, so, I'll come. I'll come yeah, down definitely. to. I'll come down to Rodgy Beach with you, mate. And we'll have some at the uh, the Rodgy Beach Hotel together. What do you reckon? Yeah, good joint. Good joint there. I know the boys rave about it, so it's a good spot, mate. Definitely. All right, like I'll see you there later today, mate. That's it. <laughs> Andrew, all the best for the upcoming season, mate. On, onwards and upwards for the Red V. Thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, cheers, boys. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bye. There he is, and George Lawara Hooker, Queensland Hooker, Andrew McCulloch is a good man, and I suspect we'll be talking to him. A lot more throughout the course of season 2022. 736. Switch sports stars would make great politicians. McCulloch reckons Corey Parker, chameleon, eh? Yeah. He's, he's one of those room schmoozers. Yeah, you know, definitely. Just sort of, who in cricket was like that? Just to walk in the room and, you know, do the, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. One of those sorts of Socky. Stephen O'Keefe, very O'Keefe. good. He's, yeah, yeah he's got me. Um, Nathan Lyon would be good. The goat. I reckon. I reckon Nathan yeah. Lyon would be good. Because he, he can, he can, I reckon he's got a few hats that he can wear, yeah. which is, which would be good fun. Uh, I reckon Steve War would be good. Stephen Roger. Yeah, Stephen you kind of, you don't want to. He's Everyone says it like that, eh? Stephen Roger. Yeah. You know, that, that's, like, what's your name? Clint Eastwood. That's a, that's a real cricket thing to use the middle initial. Yeah. Reckon, like oh, Douglas Irwin doesn't really don't, yeah. have that kick, does it? <laughs> it doesn't get better than, than SCG McGill, though. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Stephen Devereaux. Yeah, Stephen Smith. Peter Devereaux. <laughs> <laughs> or, or my, one of my – Josh Reginald Hazelwood. Reginald's yeah. good. That's a good name. <laughs> the new CEO of Coca-Cola is Reginald. Yeah, Reginald. That just fits, doesn't it? It's got to be like a grandfather's name because no parent in their right mind would put <laughs> Reginald in the middle there, would they? You said Taraji. Is that the, uh, the scene of the famous Taraji hump? Like Don't know what you're talking about. Does no, my I'm father-in-law sure live down a, there? To Rodgy Hunt, where it's like down a hill, it's this big bump. You hit it with your car and you, you all hit the roof. Maybe. I've I don't heard know. about this. If, if you can confirm that, <laughs> 0457 736, 736. Thank you, Rob. It was game one, Origin 94. Marty Bella played the ball backwards. Yes. Right, actually. And then everyone this. laughed at him. It was like one of the funniest things going you on. You never leave that down, do you? It's like well, when, that. First thing you said, play the ball backwards. Yes, what he remembered <laughs> didn't, for. Didn't score a runaway try yeah, or yeah, kick the last yeah. goal. It's, it's, it reminds me of that joke, and I have to sanitise it. You know, you do all this, but you do something with one goat, and that's you know. The pollies. That would make, or well, the sports stars oh. rather, make good politicians. Morning, team. Hello to you, Jace. I reckon Tooves would be a must-watch politician. Jeff Toovey. Yeah. I reckon he'd be good. He. he Wears a suit. Not he's the worst at wearing a suit, don't you reckon? Twos. Yeah. Oh, speaking Ties of that, always undone. Well, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. Last night, you know how they put the camera on the Fox commentary team. It was yep. late in the session. They had um, it was Howie, Warney, and, and maybe Huss, and they're all looking resplendent. Warney's just got the tie down to about the second button. Mm. The top button's undone. I said, what he's doing there? He's the he's the king. Yeah, he's the legend. Well, they call him king, don't they? Yeah, yeah. no, nah, he's good. You and like him? Do you rate I, him? I do, I do. I like his commentary. He's, he's very polarizing. Up he's well, put him in politics. Why didn't we think of that? Why did he should have been first cab off the ring? He was the um, king of Moomba. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, polarizing, good opinions, upfront, honest, yeah. which is very hard to come by these days. If that makes sense, because everyone's trying to get a job or trying to look good. Um, but I think I think. 
one of the best, or if not the best. Sports stars that are make great pollies, 0457 736 736. And Doug is dying to hear what you're up to this Saturday morning. You know what else we should do? If you're driving back from Saturday sport, you want to gloat. Say your daughter got five goals in netball or your son took three wickets in cricket. Yep. He's, he's for them. Yeah. Well, he, where is he playing? He's stay under 10s under tens cricket. He's starting at Glenory Park at mm. 10.30. Is so, he a bowler? Look, is he uh, a lefty? He bats lefty, bowls righty. Yeah. So he's ambidextrous, which okay. I am not. Okay. Um, but no, he loves it. He loves it. He thinks he's Nathan Cleary when he plays footy, so that's a good start. He could do worse. And I think he uh, I think he bowls like Boomerah when he bowls. Does he, try, bowl, he bowls he tries like, to bowl like Boomerah. So just sort of that shuffle with the arm that whips over. Yeah, but he the, chucks yeah. them. He really, he's good at chucking them. He's a chucker. Yeah, he gets his elbow there and just pings them. And I'm like, mate, you can't do it. Yeah. I'm trying, Dad. Oh, all right. Okay. And then he tries to bat like Stephen Smith. Just tries to hit everything. So it's good. Do you have all those the fidgety idiosyncrasies like? Uh, no, like but he can't get out. He's never out. So that's 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 half of Stephen's problem. Under, he's never they out. retire him though, don't they? Is that what they do? Yeah, they do. Yeah. So it's they're both twenty overs. Mm. Um, they I think depending how many kids, if you've got seven to nine, you face about 15, 16 balls, and you probably get two or three overs to bowl, and you just rotate them. Just rotate them so they don't get bored in the field. Um, Which is important. It, it yeah, is very so. important because when they start, as everyone knows with kids out there, if they start to get bored, they start to wander. Um, and another good sport, Oztag. Our little boys, um, uh, my little boy and girl um, started Oztag out at the Hills Bulls area, Crestwood in Borkham Hills. Uh. And it is phenomenal. It only goes till Christmas. It's only a six-week kind of thing, but it is really, really good for their fitness, getting them in a team, um, and just getting that bit of, Human activity, especially well, after lockdown. Stag, I think, was developed by uh, Perry Haddock. Remember the former Dragons halfback? No. In the 80s, Perry Haddock. I'm sure he was a good name, though. Another good name. Odd Stag. If you confirm that, Perry Haddock. It's not bad. <laughs> we don't know anything here, so just confirm it. 0457 736 736, the text line number. Saturday morning, Mowers Club with Julian King and Dougie Bollinger. Thanks to Toro Mowers. Whether you need a trim, blow, cut, or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Well, you got Julian King and Doug Bollinger in the chair this morning. 0457 736 736. Uh, sports stars that should be politicians. Redmond, hello to you. Imran Khan, well, yes, one of the more successful ones. And this one, uh, hey, Doug, Oztag is great, but FYI, Hills Bulls Oztag season continues into January. Oh, there you go. There you there go. go. So as, uh, that's all right. I'm only coaching it and helping out coach. So what do I know? As a, a former prominent breakfast radio host would say, well, our listeners are our best researchers. Yep. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. It's time for yeah nah. Yeah nah. Nah yeah nah yeah nah. All right, we've got a yeah nah yeah nah yeah nah time. How about we all saw um, Sam Kerr give the old shoulder charge? Don't argue to the pitch invader the other day. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, the the uh, umpire, the ref, whatever you call him over there, gave her a yellow card. What are your thoughts? Nah, yeah, nah. nah. You know, Shocking. you know what this, you know what the the refs lacking is game feel. Yep. Yeah, is game feel. Game feel, yeah. and she got him too. Like it's a good. Don't argue. Just lined him up. What about another? Yeah, no. Nah, I just thought of. What about uh, Nick Davis and Peacock ringing in when they can't work? Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, no. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah, I'm nah. alright with it. You're all right. yeah. <laughs> Because, you know what, three minutes in the intro, I had no content left. So that just dragged us out to about quarter past. All right. Yeah. Well, useless info. <laughs> now, do you remember the Andrew Simons one? Yes, at the Gabba. It can go very wrong. 
Yep. I mean, we have all the gear. Like, you wouldn't take on Roy. No. It was built like a brick outhouse. It works for some. didn't work for Terry Alderman, of course. No. Shoulder no. came out. Yeah. And then didn't bowl the same ever. Well, then he managed to get another 40 wickets in 89. Probably, know, yeah, that was a good Ashes series, but it took him a long time to get yeah, back. Did. What was that, the answering machine that Graham Gooch had? This was this is for real. You'd ring him, he's, oh, you've reached Graham Gooch. Uh, sorry, I'm out. LBW Alderman. <laughs> that was, I'm not joking, Dream. that was his answering machine. Really? But yeah. That's a humor, Gucci. That was one of the, the one of the better Ashes series, wasn't it? But, yeah, like, you get so many of the pitching values. Do you reckon they just have a gut full and just get around Facebook? Raise this much money and I'll run on the field. They get egged on by their mates, right? So yeah. say it's 5000 you might have 100 mates that say, I'll chip in 50 bucks a pop. Go on. I dare you. Come on, mate. I dare you. Yeah, right. I'm gonna what do a, none of them go. will pay. But there's always, <laughs> there's always like the one sort of overweight security bloke that yeah. gives chase and doesn't make it and kind of falls over. And, yeah. yeah. It slips over. That's and then finally when they get him, it's just like a 10-man hog pile. Yeah. And it's bang straight on. It was like that, that woman that done it at... Is a man new game that was promoting a site anyway? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if Jarvo does it down under, it was kind of amusing the first time. The bloke of the Bulldogs was that at Homebush? Remember no, the bloke I don't at that? Was that a bloke at the Bulldogs game at Homebush? Remember that? Remember the naked bloke at Origin? No, that was that's <laughs> yeah, what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and as a serial streaker, quite, quite the butterball. The thing is, like, he left his shoes on. Surely you're faster with no shoes. Yeah, you think so. Well, I mean, it gets, it gets very, very dewy. It was crazy. Very dewy yeah. out there at Olympic <laughs> Park at 8 o'clock at night or, or whatever. And Because Jarvo was that streaker, remember, over in England. And he did it for the England cricket team, did it for the rugby team. And when he first does it and he sort of waves, you know, raises his bat, it's kind of amusing. Then yeah. it just gets annoying. Right? It's like that. It's, is, it, is that. is that might be the same bloke, the pest that goes to, gets in the, walked out the bat in England series before this and goes to... Went to the Barcelona team photo. Yeah, is that, is yeah. that him? Oh, that might be Java. Yeah. And then you had serial pest Peter Hall, the one who cut the net down. Australia <laughs> v. Iran, remember 97 World Cup qualifier? Yeah, yeah. yeah. serial pest. Oh, it's Peter Hall. He was the one that jumped the fence of Melbourne Cup Day as well. You know, years ago, we do this. Oh, man. Years we've got some lunatics, yeah, don't oh, we? I do. Years ago, we were at a, a meet at, at Rose Hill. Then you have a skin film, not going to lie. And it was after the last, and I was there a couple of mates. And, and going back to the streaker thing, you just egg them on. Yeah. Oh, I said, like, come on, mate, I'll, I'll dare you to jump. Oh, boys, get over no, there. Go get on, over there. Go nah, go on. So, yeah, right, done. The last sort of half a furlong, 100 metres, the two of them, and they just start bolting down the <laughs> road sort of straight. And next thing you know, a few stragglers get a wind of it. And yeah, it's going <laughs> and, and there's this massive cheer of the crowd. And then Sean crosses the line ahead of Mick, and everyone's cheering. And as they're walking off, the security guy is there. And I said, sorry, mate, we're going. He goes, no, you guys are right. Races are finished. Not really? hurting anyone. I thought you're a bloody, what a, a beautiful individual. Well, that's yeah. a year then for that. Yeah, yeah that, no, that is yeah. a year for that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it'd be un-Australian. I would have well, thought, and I don't use that term lightly to, to yellow card Sam Kerr. Yeah, that's yeah. shocking. That she done the right thing, but can, I don't know if we were, Gibbo was upset because there was no surfing in the paper. Apparently. Well, yeah, no, yeah, I, no. I checked. I checked yesterday's Daily Telegraph just to make sure that they haven't completely taken it out. Mm. But because I like to look at it on Saturday after Saturday morning, look through the sports section, the weather section. There's a little column there, Beach Watch, and it does a little surf report of mm. Manly, Cronulla, Eastern Suburbs beaches. Looking there today, nothing. But what there is is an ad for Foxtel. Mm. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no, no. That, that's a no. But I would have what? thought you're being a Gen Y individual. You'd know, you know that you just use your phone for that. Oh sort no, of I'm not saying that. That's how I check it. I just like to look at it. And out of one place in the paper where they took out, they they were like, you know what? No one is reading these surf reports anymore. It's all online. 
It's like I the trading post, isn't it? The trading post was unreal. It was so good. It was so yeah. good. If you want to buy like a Kingswood or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah anything. But did you used to go through the Sunday paper and just go through all like the Sydney grade results? Yeah. yeah, all yeah I still have a little look. Yeah. It used to be massive. Same thing. Same thing. It used to be huge. You used to have every grade and everything. Yeah. Now it's just got first grade and then just like yeah. small numbers. Yeah, first grade. Because I, I lived in East Kalara for a while. A house backed on to, to Bertie Oldfield. Yep. Right where, where Gordon played. When I went to school, um, Kevin Roberts was at my school, he used to coach me. Yep. Went on to play for New South Wales and become briefly CEO of Cricket Australia because you got so excited that somebody still at your school was playing first grade. And it was yep. that part of that great generation with Gilchrist and, and Phil yeah. Emery and, and Hayne and, and all those guys. And So I'd religiously look, oh, hey, well, I've got 100 today, oh, yeah, sort of yep. thing. It, and you do that. You don't do it anymore. No, so, well, then same thing. It's all online, isn't it? Like it, it's all online. Yeah. But it, you're right, Gib. There's something about getting the paper and – physically reading it because it's actually quite relaxing mm. then just look at how indie social are you when you're on your phone like that but if you're at a cafe or something you're like oh mate you done with the paper like yeah it, 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 there's something about it what about when you used to catch public transport and it'd be like a folded up daily telegraph down yeah. the side yeah. of the train <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, oh, i've got something to do yeah. that'd go to hornsby to richmond to back and forth <laughs> and back yeah that was you know or yeah. some people would fish it out of the bin or i'd have my yeah. discman my sony discman yeah. you have one, one of those yeah. what about I the mx walkman. yeah the what? MX paper? Do you know how they yeah, used the to give away? Yeah, they'd give them away at the train station. Again, yeah. fallen by the wayside because of technology. And, and they'd always have the ads, wouldn't they? Like mm. people are spotted on public trip. Oh. So if you were the um, brunette woman <laughs> yeah. in the red dress who caught the 537 to the, uh, the city yesterday, uh, I noticed you. Coffee? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> And I wonder how many how many matches have been made oh, from, you know. That'd be awesome to see. I want to see statistics there. Yeah. How did you meet your Mrs. Dougie? I met her out in front of McDonald's on uh, Sun, uh, Gold Coast. That's a beautiful story. It was beautiful. Oh, right God. out in front of the Service Paradise sign. What time was this? Oh, it was late. We'd, we'd won the Fairfield grade competition, yeah. so we'd been on it for six years. <sighs> and we all had a team trip to the Gold Coast. And I was like, hey, go on. Then we somehow went up. You know the Irish bar that used to be on top of Macca's? The Irish bar up top, remember there? Where, where, where? At Surface Paradise. No. You know I, where the Macca's is on the corner? I haven't been to Surface. You don't know the so McDonald's on, in front of so, no, uh, Cavill Avenue? I haven't been there for about 20 years, mate. So The McDonald's has been there for 70 years. Okay. So anyway, there was the an Irish... story, yes. So, so, yeah. any, no, well, now you're lying to me. No, I don't need it. Keep going. But um, I get lied to all the time. Um, yeah, out the front of Macca's and just been on. I've been hammered and then we went up to the Irish place up the top and had a schnitzel and all that. And then... Um, about six months later, she moved down to Wollongong. And then love has blossomed 18 years later. Beautiful. It's delicious. I, I love those. So but, yeah, we'd been hammered. We'd been on it yeah. for three weeks. Yeah. It was great. Um, and, yeah, that just happened. It's um, meant to be, hey? It, it must be, yeah. two beautiful children. Two yeah. beautiful children, Sky and Liam. And she's sitting at... Hot glenory watching cricket right now. <laughs> yeah, we're in a nice. <laughs> and I'm yeah. going to be going to the Blacktown Sporties in Blacktown a little yeah, bit later. Yeah. I met my wife at a pub trivia night. Good. Yeah, I was hosting right. Yeah. yeah. For about ten years in, in Petersham in Sydney's inner west. Yeah, yeah. She good. was living locally. Rocked up with a friend. Good. Yeah, wrote my number on a VB coaster. Soggy VB coaster. Done. I'm old school. Over no, I like yeah. it. Like it's like. Yeah or no? Nah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm yeah and everyone. I wanted yeah. the story to go a bit longer. No, we've got to get to a break because we've got a couple of special guests joining us on the other side. Okay. We always said that, you know, if you had a crack at one Olympic sport, if you could still do mm. it now, and the most realistic chance of representing Australia at a summer or winter Olympic Games, I would have said curling. We said <laughs> curling. Well, guess what? We've got our first ever representatives.
Uh, they're going to fly the flag for Australia at the Beijing Winter Olympics. Dean Hewitt and Taylor Gill up next on Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Hey, I'm really excited about our next chat, Doug. Australia are going to have representation in curling. Yes, curling at the Winter Olympics for the very first time in Beijing. So Dean Hewitt, Tali Gill, they earned Australia's first quota spot in the mixed doubles at the Olympic qualification event in the Netherlands. But this is a great story. It was basically a phone call from Dean to Tali about three years ago. I said, hey, do you want to have a crack at this? Yeah, why why not? That is a great Australian (laughs) ethic. Have a go. Have a go. Well, guess what? They had a crack. They made it. They're going to fly the flag for the Australians. I'm pleased to say we've got them on the line right now. Dean, Tali, good morning. Thanks for having us. Listen, for the untrained fools like us, it looks like lawn bowls are nice. You're going to have to give us a descriptor of what curling is exactly. I suppose curling, the the scoring is very similar to lawn bowls. It kind of looks like it, but there's a lot more physicality in sweeping. So essentially what we're doing is we're throwing these big 20 kilo granite rocks down to the other end of the ice, about 45 meters away. Okay. We're trying to get as many of our rocks as close to the center of the target at the other end as we can um, before the opposition's best rock. So um, then we will be frantically sweeping in between the, um, in between the sheets just to try and get the rock to go further and sometimes adjust the direction a little bit too. So it's like a modified lawn bowls really just on ice. Pretty much, yeah. you can call it That's that. awesome. <laughs> so, how did you how did you guys get into this? Like, how did this kind of just happen? And where in, where in Australia do you do you like practice this, train for this? So, at the moment, we don't have any dedicated curling facilities, but we train on hockey and figure skating ice. There's a club in Brisbane, Melbourne. There used to be one in Sydney and um, Perth as well. So, where I train is Brisbane, um, and basically. My mom got me into it. She saw it on the Olympics. She's an Aussie girl and um, she just thought, oh, that's a really cool sport. I really want to give it a go. So she pretty much called up the local rink and asked if they had curling and they didn't at the time, but a few other people were interested too. So they all got in touch and um, basically started up the club. So she hooked me into it and I'm really thankful that she did. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So this could be a genuine career option for, for <laughs> yes. butting out. So it's not like when Dougie was a kid, he goes, oh, you know, I'll just go down to the local park nets and there's yeah. plenty of options. It's not as eager. I'll go to the local ice rink, of yeah. which there aren't many, and just well, uh, chuck a big granite rock and, you know, play dodge out, and figure out in, skating. Out in the Blacktown area in Sydney, there's no, there's no, there wasn't really any yeah. ice skating. But yeah. no, that's great. It's great to see. Look, it, Australia's on the mat in nearly every sport, so... You know, is the is support over there been really good with what's coming up with you guys? Yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, I mean, the support back from home has been second to none. Um, we've been getting so many messages all the time from different people and people we've never met before. So it's pretty special. Um, and even the Canadians over here have been so generous and helpful towards us to pursuing what we is our dream. So, yeah, really looking forward to the month or just over a month to go now. Is it easy for anyone to get into? And we've been sort of talking about this. And I joked for years, I said, look, if there's any sport, Olympic sport, winter or summer, that at my tender age, I might still have a crack at. I sort of jokingly said curling. I don't want to do you a disservice, of course. But And I think about, you know, oh, I reckon I could stand on the ice and, and broom vigorously. Is it something that, that anyone can get into? Absolutely, yeah. I think curling is one of the most inclusive sports, like, you can really start at any age, um, whether that's young or like at any point in your life, really. And 
um, they have wheelchair curling and it's like people who are blind have curled as well. So there's, it's really inclusive and um, it's such a social sport too. So even if it's just something you want to do for fun, it's, it's pretty awesome. Like we absolutely love it. So and if we can get you down there to give yeah. it a go, like <laughs> oh, lo- I would love to. That, <laughs> I would love to. Can you wear like Dunlop volleys and all that? But yeah. no, you guys, you guys are a chance of winning a legitimate gold medal in the Winter Olympics. Oh well, well, you can throw the pressure on us now, eh? Yeah, absolutely. That's what sport is. But you know, let, let's think about it. You, you're the first, basically, in Australia to do it. Like you're out there, you might as well, you know, go for the go for the top. I mean, that's always the goal, I guess, in any anyone sport. Um, you want to be able to be the best at it. So it's a tough field and we're going to try really hard to get the best that we can. And, um, yeah, we're just going <laughs> to go out and give it a good go. Jeez, I didn't mean to make you nervous. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. No, no. <laughs> We've never had a curling representation. Now you're just pitching him for goal. No, yeah, fair no, enough. No pressure. <laughs> okay, so who are the threats? Who are yeah. the threats? Who do we need to, to talk down? Oh, you've got... Um, countries like Sweden, Canada, the US, um, Scotland, all the kind of Northern Hemisphere teams are always really strong. So it's going to be a battle against most of the teams there. I reckon any team could take out the gold, really. Um, it's so it's such an even playing field at the moment, but um, that's the best thing about it is we can really knock off anyone. And yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. Is there much sledging going on? <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked me that the other day, actually. Um, I think it depends on your personality I think there are some people who love a bit of banter on the ice it's not really our thing but <laughs> just hit just hit one of yeah. them with your broom or whatever it is in the knee the just yeah, about the run just hit one of them yeah. in the ankle <laughs> yeah I think it depends on who you're playing like if it was yeah. if the Kiwis were there we'd probably have some really good banter with them 100 yeah. <laughs> 100% well how much um your family's got been able to get over there to have to support you and get over it's a little bit hard it's still over at the moment it is difficult at the moment with COVID we've um yeah. we've been here since pretty much the start of September and I'm going to be away from home for about five months I think we calculated so a uh, little bit of time away from family, but that's what a lot of winter athletes in Australia have to do. Yep. So, yep. you know, we're getting used to it now, but still makes it a little bit difficult. <laughs> well, I, I suppose with Christmas coming up, you just got to find what works, don't you? You just got to find a little, have you got a place or have you got a, like some other teammates you can, you can get around and you get, you know, have a Christmas lunch or do whatever you want. Cause I'm tipping with curling, you'll probably have a thousand beers on Christmas day. <laughs> that is the culture with curling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I'm yes. in. Sign me Probably up. Should it. No. Um, no, it would be a, a kind of light day for Christmas for us, but we're going to. Um, I've got family over here because um, my mom's Canadian. We've got uh, some aunties and uncles and some grandparents here. So we'll um, right. bring Tali over, bring a, you know, make a part of the family, and yeah, I'll have a bit of Christmas over here too. I'm glad you talked about curling culture because I, I, I want to know what level of cred you have in the Olympic Village compared to, say, you know, the, the downhill skiers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the downhill skiers and everything like that, they they have the pride and joy of Australia still and they're, they've they got such, such history behind them and some really good results. So um, we're really looking forward to hanging out with those guys and, mm. yeah, they're, they're so much fun. Well, well, this is very exciting. Our first ever curling representation, hopefully not our last. They're pioneers already. I love it. It's They're great. pioneers already. They've had nothing but a smile on their face. I oh, know. And are you going and to get Doug mine, and I down we'll just, we'll when you get back We'll just say it's minus down? 30 there, yes. minus 40. 
Yeah, yes. minus 40 oh, in the windshield. Oh, my God. No. So, listen, when you get back down under, can you drag Doug and I out onto the ice to have a crack at this? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, very much. And, uh, and dip ourselves into that curling culture that we speak so yeah. highly of. So we... And just a quick one. Do they have the ashes on over there or do you have to stream it? <laughs> yeah, it's a little harder to get your hands on all hockey at the moment. So, no, uh, all the best, guys. It's been awesome. Thanks Thank so much. You. Really appreciate it. Yeah, there they are. Dean Hewitt, Tarly Gill, Australia's first ever representation in curling. And they'll be flying the flag for the Aussies at the Beijing Winter Olympics. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Adam and Nick are indisposed. They're, they're doing their real jobs at the moment. So Dougie and I are faithfully yep. filling the void. Dan Stutters, our lawn expert, will join us after the news here on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Thank you, Max. Uh, tuning in via the app, Wollongong. Uh, no ice skating in Blacktown, Doug. Plenty of ice dodging. That's that's not a funny joke. <laughs> you idiot. There was a, the you idiot. Yes. There was an ice skating ring crosser over in the station. Yeah. I actually saw a game of ice hockey there. Well, yeah, back in the, back in the day, the old Macquarie ice rink was, was the go-to for a hot first date. Yeah. Uh, ice skating. Still there, Macquarie. There, there was a big, you know, there was a big move to... To save it after they wanted to get rid of the ice rink. Home of the Macquarie Bears. Yeah. Leave God's country alone, mate, and find something else to do. Agreed. It used to be a shame if a girl, because I used to live near there as well, mm. you know, you, you'd chat up a girl, oh, yeah, let's go to the Macquarie ice rink. Oh, I can't skate. So then, I'll, I'll hold you. Oh, you get to hold you. Yeah, no, I like just, it. That's oh, your go-to. Dodgy ankle, dodgy <laughs> yeah, ankle. I'm, I'll just be sitting <laughs> up in the bleachers. That's how we did it back in the day. None of your tinders and grinders and, you know, hinges. Ashley Madison. Hinges. What's hinges? Ashley Madison. Well, that's a throwback. That was the good one. Is that still around? I no, I think yeah. that got shut down pretty quick when yeah. um, high-powered individuals mm. were getting caught out <laughs> on the slide. Oh, yeah. that's right. They got hacked, didn't they? That's, they got hacked and all the <laughs> details. Because Ashley Madison was the one where you could is, go Is that an actual woman? Is that an actual woman? No, no, no. It was Name encouraging of... adultery, basically. Mm. Exactly yeah, right, right. right. And the, the hackers got in, put all the details out, and then oh. it quickly got shut down. Good old Blacktown Drive-In used to go. Good, good, go good. Oh, well, you do the old... Um, oh, Near the so cricketers' you, arms. Your door's unlocked. Uh, I'll just reach out behind you and lock yeah, it for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very happy days of you, Doug Rollinger. That's an old Fonzie move. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Matt, on the no text, Matt, on the text line, Jules, you and Dougie have something in common. You wrote your number on a VB coaster... And Dougie kissed the VB logo on his Aussie shirts. You blokes a legend. That's too kind. Thanks, man. mate. Yeah. You're a legend just for saying that. Soggy VB coaster. I'll, I'll tell you something else. Just read my wife, and you're involved in this story. Dougie. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> so I took her to, you know, you know, when your missus does the whole, you know, I want to be involved in your interests, that sort of thing. And she's not a sports fan, right? I did get her into supporting the Dragons. Then they won the comp in 2010. But we went to the test match, Australia-Pakistan in 2010. Yep. So cause I, And she's not into test cricket. And I'm doing one of those things, oh, do you really want to go? I don't know. No, no, I want yeah. to go. I want to be. The old offer, yeah. but she says no. Yeah. yeah so we're there. And anyway, so you were jogging off the field. And Probably we got were, five or we're in, like we're that. in the members. Oh, I don't think you got No, Nathan, I didn't. No, Horry got five for that day. I got three. Nathan Horitz. I think he got five for that day. And you, as you're jogging off the field, were probably second or third row of the members. And little nod, a wink, and a thumbs up, Dougie. Mate, you know, matters yeah. are free, aren't they? Yeah, they are, mate. And it doesn't you, cost you anything. No, it but, doesn't. And then, what, 11 years later, here we are, and we're reminiscing about uh, how the great Doug Bollinger basically gave a blessing to my wife and I. We got married to you. For you to like, date, that was my thing. You're, you're yeah, welcome. Correct. Yep. correct, yeah. That was a that was an interesting test match. Only problem is you're in the members. Well, well I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, that's good. Only because you get beer in a glass. But I'm very yeah. impressed that you got 
a woman that doesn't like cricket yeah. to go to a test match of all games. That's she, brilliant. Well, she's doing it for me. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. And well, you, you know are she, a catch. Hey, but listen, you know what she said afterwards? What? Maybe in future you can just go with your brother. Yeah, so yeah that, you're that, done. That's, a prob- you've done that's probably that's, a good idea. That's like when I used to, I took my wife to the races a couple of times. She so, said, oh, I'm never going again. Yeah. Why is that? You punt too much, you drink too much, you don't acknowledge me, you don't talk to me. I'm like, oh, damn it, love, that's a shame. Oh, damn it. Oh, I'm never going again with you ever again. Oh, damn it. Oh, Are you sure? I can't oh, change your mind. Oh, Riley, you can, you if you can, feel it's the best thing for our relationship, darling, that we maintain interest outside of you and me, then I'm all for that. Yep. I'll be the bigger. Now, when I told my wife, I said, who are you doing? I said, Doug Bollinger. She goes, oh, is that the guy? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's She's very excited. Too. Good, good. Very excited. Now, there was footage this week of our, our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, bowling to a, right. a, a bunch of kids. And, and in politician form, uh, he wasn't much chop. Slightly better than John Howard and that ill-fated trip to Pakistan where it just yep. got stuck in the hand and bounced a couple of times. And a couple of years ago, Skull was doing a show with Skull and we interviewed John Howard. He said, I've got to bring this up. And he goes, oh, my horrible delivery in Pakistan. And Skull said, I'll freeze frame this. He said, your approach is actually quite textbook until the point of release. And then just, you know, so kids watched it all there and then forget about it, right? Years ago, remember the cricket show used to be on lunchtime when, when yep. Nine had the rights and Mark Taylor was doing it. I was upset with Mark Taylor because he said, I'm here with the, the Prime Minister, John Howard. In, in true Aussie fashion, you don't call him Prime Minister. You say, g'day, John. Yeah, you know, like yeah, that. yeah. He says, all right, picture yourself, the middle of the SCG, uh, what do you do? And Mark Taylor gives him his bag of green. He shouldn't have given it to him. But on top of that, John Howard puts it on his head. John <gasps> Howard should not have put it on. Oh, no. He says, well, I can just see myself at, uh, you know, the... Paddington in bowling my off spinners. Really off spinners. It just speaks volumes, doesn't it? Like out of anything you could have imagined. You know, I'm just going to bowl offies. You'd, you'd I mean, you'd, come on. You'd think like Bob Ott probably couldn't bowl, but geez, he could neck a beer, and that's yeah. what he stuck to. But he could bat, though, Bob. Yeah. yeah. I, I just thought you'd have, you thought they'd have some kind of, oh, like, you wouldn't say talent, mm. maybe some coordination in just to get one down there. Yeah. Remember, um, was Kevin Rudd was bowling leggies to the Aussies. <laughs> that's good. Like, just turning them at right angles. <laughs> Oh, Kevin. Oh, Rick, in the game. Rick, well, Rick Charlesworth, the great hockey coach, uh, played first-class cricket for, for WA, and he was a, a yep. member of Australian Parliament. And then Billy Hughes, Australian Prime Minister, was a cricket umpire, Doug Bollinger. Yeah. Do you know that? Umpires. He was an umpire. Okay, great. Billy Hughes. Yeah, yeah good. Australian Prime Minister. Next. Learn umpires. something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, we that's umpires, good. we don't have it's, a game. It's good people like that are in it, but you don't realise how many actual cricket nuffies mm. and footy nuffies out there there are. They love it, like, and that's good. It's what you want to see. Oh, those ones that go to the game and just score. Score, yep. yeah. There's that's so many of them. That is very special. Jules, Peter Hoare also disrupted the Michael Hutchins funeral and got on court with a video camera during an Agassi Sampras final. Matt, yep, serial pest. I think, don't think we'll have any more mention of Peter Hoare on the program today. No, let's flick him. Hey, one 1170 Taking your gardening questions after the news at 11am Australian Eastern Daylight Time, 10 o'clock in Queensland. And hello to our beautiful friends listening via 1620 in the Gold Coast, where Doug met his missus here in Surfers Paradise. Mm. Breaking back with more Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. No Adam Peacock, no Nick Davis today, but Dougie Bollinger and Julian can never again. You reckon they're ousted? They're out. They're gone. One hour remaining on the program. Keep those texts coming in. 
736. Nothing but elite honesty, Doug Bollinger, yes. in this studio. And that's been the case for the first couple of hours. Now, it is called the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Thanks to our dear friends at Toro Mowers. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro forever. You use a Toro, I'm presuming. Uh, I've got a yes, I do, yeah. and I really need some more Toro stuff. Me too. So anyone from Toro, um, just hit me up. You Please. know, back in the back in the day when I had a garden, you know, I said I used to live in a house yes. backed onto to Bertie Oldfield, mm-hmm. and whoever lived there before had a tennis court in the yep. front yard, and they got rid of it, and so basically just a rectangle of grass, and that was my job. Cool right, to mow. Yeah, so mowing the big Greg Chapel, the floppy hat. Yeah, right, so I do that and mow up and down the, and then you get the stick that would come flying out yep. and whack, and you, whack you, in you in the leg and. But then I take pride in the edges. Right? Yes. And, and people whippersnipper, you turn it vertically. And I know you've talked in this program about the, the trouble of threading whippersnippers. I had the old one, you know, with the cog and the yeah, teeth. Yeah, and you it, walk it. it. Yeah, that's because you're going hard. You're WD-40, but you're yeah. really getting to the roots. That's, and it gives them like a nice clean edge. That means you appreciate yeah. what you're doing. It's a better like workout. It. Yeah. yeah, exactly It's a right. really clean edge. And that, that's about the extent of my, my lawn mowing history. I like it. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to get out of your unit and get into a house. Well, Dad, back in the day when we lived in Darwin, it was his pride and joy. He'd go mow and then he'd sit down and he'd crack his VB and just, you know. And, and they mm. say... That is the best beer you have is the one after you just finished the garden. Okay. No? I think any. No, that's I think any. No, I think, it, I, I, you know what? I'm a it's, big, it's a beer room. I'm, be- I'm a big beer while I'm watering. I see. I, like, I, like, I like standing there watering. We've got irrigation. Yeah, My wife's like, we've got irrigation, you idiot. I said, no, nah, no, nah, doesn't get over here, so I've got to stand there for four hours. Mm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beer and saying get eight everyone while I'm watering. Yeah. Do you, okay. You hold a beer in the right hand, hose in the left hand, or the other way around? I can actually do both. Yeah, a bit extra. Yeah. Yeah, okay. In that as- aspect. So what's he preferred, though? Beer. Yeah. I'm a Carlton Dry. Yeah. I like a Carlton Dry. Okay. I like a great... No- I like. I don't mind the mid-strengths, A, because kids don't care about hangovers. No, so they just have boundless energy yeah. in the morning. They're up, yep. they're firing. And when you've got to drive the next day. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm, I'm a big Carlton Dry. Um, Captain Morgan and Ginger Beer, Bundaberg Ginger Beer. Mm. Have you had that? No. Remember the old, remember the old Bundaberg cans, the dark and stormy. Remember it well, yes. These are the spice rum with that. It's beautiful. Got it from the West Indies. That's next level. Got it for that. If anyone, anyone knows rum, it's a West. Anyone Indies. sees me out the front watering, come and join me. Hey, Dougie, just wondering if you given out your tip yet for Brizzy? Uh, hold tight. We'll get to that shortly when we cross back to Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport. One three hundred zero one eleven seventy. The open line number and the text line number 0457 736 736. Saturday morning mowers club. So I suppose we need to talk some gardening. We'll get our resident lawn expert, Dan Stutters, on the line. Hello, Dan. How are we, boys? Stutters! <laughs> what are you doing? Where are you? Mate, down at Little A's, mate. I was expecting to see you down here, but obviously you're in there today, buddy. So, yeah, no, my little um, boy's at Glen... Just, just making sure it's all running right, mate. Glen- Glenory Cricket uh, Field, he's at. Uh, yeah, the, uh, no, no, at the uh, at Borco. Little fella just um, just beat his PB. 133 in the high jump, mate. Well done. Beautiful. So what's going yeah, on, mate? What, what mate you... I, I, I think, Doug, you'd be, uh, you'd be a, a, a good one for the, uh, the old... Um, Double cans on the helmet uh, while you're watering. Mate, with it, you know? with the straws coming into the well, mouth, the that one. Down, yeah, straw, Dan. That was in Happy Gilmore, the, wasn't the it? The foam dome, they call it. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's happening, mate? We've, we've had a, we've had a little bit of rain. We've got some we've got some really good heat coming, mate. Um, have you got any? Do, yeah, do, so well, 
the Nina's here, boys. So it's going to be a it's going to be a funny uh, funny old season. We're we're booked in for some uh, for some rain and some heat and some humidity. So um, that's going to that's going to make uh, your kikuyus jump out of the ground. The coochies have been a bit slow, so the cooch grasses are just starting to come back now. But um, disease is what's going to be on the on the agenda for uh, all us lawn lovers out there. So uh, you want to maintain your your moisture levels and uh, aeration is the key when we're uh, in these wet uh, wet periods. So so to get rid of some of that, we just when we say we do, uh, disease, we're talking about dollar spot. Um, is yeah, it... they're, they're dollar, dollar, dollar spots your main ones for your home lawns uh, in your your couches especially. So we just uh, say when so that you... water's so would you say coming now or coming into Christmas in the new year, a good time probably to aerate now or to de-thatch your lawn? What, what do you think? Aerate. Aerate, aerate is very, very important this time of year, especially, especially with that, that water. You want, to, you want the water to get in, but you also want the water to get away. You don't want it hanging around. So that's where you get a lot of your disease when the water hangs in that profile. So when you say aerate, is that like when they core the green? So you just poke holes in it basically, yeah? Yeah, that's it. That's it. You want it, you want to get it down past um, past that root zone. So mm. you want it to. Uh, the watering is you want it to cool it off the roots to suck it up, but you don't want it to hang around. So uh, that's that's the key. Is top dressing very very necessary, or is there something that got any any oh, guys look, can get out there and just get some sixty forty, or what's something they can just chuck oh, on the 60, grass? 60, 80, 20 is my favourite. There, that's what uh, that's what I like for the home lawn. A bit of sand, a little bit of soil content. Um, the organic top dressing mixes you can get. There's some good stuff out there. Just visit your local guys and uh, go and have a look, and then go from there. A bindi's a thing of the past, Dan. Now this is a bit of a, a novice question. I just find that there are less bindies in backyards compared to when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah no, well, it depends on depends on uh, on where you go. But no, bindies are definitely not the past out in uh, uh, out in the acreage areas and stuff like that where, where we've we've visited frequently. Uh, bindies are, are rampant. Um, they're, they're definitely definitely not a thing of the past. So all, <laughs> we uh, I did have one of my boys go over to uh, to a friend's place the other day and uh, just he went tearing out the out the front with the uh, no shoes on and uh, and got smashed and he he couldn't understand because he's the, the poor kid's never had a bend in his life being in the business I'm in. There's uh, no 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 some no some like bindies through the thongs, David. And, and and just a quick one for that with with people that have got green coochies that you seven haven't really jumped out of the ground yet. You've told me in the past that the best time for bindi uh, for green cooch to grow is when you basically got to take your quilt off your bed. Is that you still go with that theory? That's yeah, that's it. Basically, you need the warm nights. So so we've had we've had a couple of warm nights, but um, that's what I say. When once that heavy duna comes off. Um, that's when the, the cooch grasses will start to grow. So usually around, uh, if there's another one, it's like Remembrance Day, it's the 11th, the 11th. That's usually the time that you want to, you don't want to attack your cooches by doing any renovations before that. But even now, like it's only, it's only really been the last, last really week that we've been getting those, um, those humid nights. So it's, um, the cooches have just basically stopped. So it's been hard, hard for a lot of turf managers out there, especially I feel for the, the fellas on the bowling greens because that's what they're that's what they're looking at coming back in, and a lot of them have been just uh, just caught stranded without uh, being able to grow grass because just the humidity's not there. Is it reasonable to ask the pro shop for a discount if I got to play around when they've called the greens? Or uh, no, not a chance because <laughs> oh. that's the uh, that's 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 the that's the time you should be. Although you should be let uh, let known that the. Um, that the greens have been caught, but it's it's still it's a process, you know. Like we have to we have to do that to uh, to ensure the the health year round. We only do it twice a year, um, so yeah, it's a little bit of. But the, the greens are greens are softer and the putts are straighter, so your score should be lower. So there you go. <laughs>
Mate, yeah. are you going all right? How's have you just run? You sound like you're puffing a bit, but mate, um, and what about mowing? Should we be um, even though it can take a bit of time, should we be mowing at least once a week, twice a week to keep the weeds away? Yeah, once a week, just depending depending on your um, on variety. You know, so I, I tend to um, uh, go along the, the theory of do it when it doesn't need doing, that it never needs to be done. You know, so the more regular you mow, the um, the yeah less. Um, sort of outbreaks of outburst of growth that you're going to have, which is a lot healthier for the plant. So I, I say regularly, um, weekly, weekly through these times, and even even through winter, I, I still suggest like don't let it go more than three weeks. So there's a couple couple um, advantages of that. So it works for your lawnmower will work like a vacuum cleaner, suck up any weeds that gets blown in, and it also um, keeps your mower in shape, like with uh, fuels not getting stale, etc. Hey Dan, what about mowing your lawn when it's wet? We get a lot of rain. Up, you talked about La Nina. Is there a rule or a hard and fast rule about how wet the lawn can be before you, you let it go? Well, you tend, you, you, it's sort of you got to you got to try and keep it um, uniform, you know. So like if it's if it's pouring down sideways in the rain, or it's, you're going through bogged areas, you know, like. You, you don't really want to do that, but you pick the break. But try not to let it go more than that two weeks. So it, it's usually when that, when it is raining, when you get that first break, if it needs it, just just get into it. If you have to lift it a little bit higher because it is too wet, lift it up high. But just always remember that notch on your mower to get back to that's your ideal height. And, and believe it or not, you can overwater um, with all the rain, with all the rain and everything. Now, are we still only needing to water once, twice a week? Oh well, look, it's, it really depends on your on your lawn variety and your your lawn. Um, uh, soil profile so basically i use the, the finger test is the way to go you stick it in and it's moist and it's not if you stick it in and it's dry get some water into it so what a great analogy to, uh... stutters well done <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> analogy <laughs> do you uh, i remember years ago they used to do these ads on tv about preserving water and they say wash your car on your lawn right is it all right that for the soapy water to get on the lawn is that or do you give it a miss ah uh, look it's, it's it's fine depends if, if you've got a uh, tightly mounted cylinder cooch that you don't want wheel marks on, then uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't suggest it. But uh, yeah, look, it's, it's fine. The, the detergents uh, good for the good for the lawn. It's not, it's not much of an issue. Uh, if you've got a, you've got an area that's compacted and dry all the time, get that get it on that pot and wash it. But uh, be like Dougie and just send it down to the uh, the car wash down the corner. Uh, you, that's a lie. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no. Um, going forward, mate. Um, returfing as well. Just lastly, returfing. Um, do you think yep. still give still give your grass a time to grow, or when in doubt, just get a couple? They're only nine bucks a roll um, with whatever lawn you get. Is it sometimes just good to get a couple of rolls and just lay them in and leave oh, them? Oh yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, that's right. It depends on depends on how keen you are. If you have um, areas that have been um, been affected by whatever it may be, um, it is easier to, to get the shovel out and dig a couple of rolls in. But then, if you if you're keen, you can top dress, you can air at those areas, and let it grow across. It all depends on what variety of grass you got too. Obviously, the the um, cactus and cuchas will be a bit faster. The buffaloes have to grow, uh, take a little bit longer to get across the whole way. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're looking at. That Patch, patching lawns are good. You can also um, you can solenize. There's there's ways you can do that. You can rip runners out and with a screwdriver and punch some holes in that way, and then just plant the runners in there. So, Common practice for the old fellas. They, they usually get out there when they've got the time, so it all depends on what you got what you want to do. Listen, Dan, I'm going to be honest. I only understood about half of what you said in this conversation, <laughs> but the important thing is that I've learned a lot. And I don't have a lot, but I'm taking notes for when I do get one. Good on you, Dan. Good to catch up, mate. Happy Saturday. Mow on, boys. Get, a, get, get, get away from the barbecue. Never. <laughs> Never. That's what I hear. Dan, start as our lawn expert. Next to Toro Mowers.
whether you need your to trim, blow, cut, or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. I think the lesson out of that, Doug Bollinger, is uh, you know if you use a slip and slide, make sure you roll it up. What a what a it. fine piece of equipment that was. Oh, yeah, when well, you got the pebble underneath. Oh, and you got, oh, oh one the, rock. Yeah. Well, the one where you're too close to the fence, you just yeah. plowing yeah. into it. And right had, the, had like the little bridge thing where the water come down. And yeah. what, there was always one kid that got caught yeah. and it dragged the whole slip and slide <laughs> yeah. with him. Yeah, they were bundled up. <laughs> but I'll tell you that, there's always a kid that felt like you just needed a bit more of the palm olive gold. And I think you got enough. No, it needs another <laughs> squirt, Mum. You got four <laughs> bottles of this stuff. Your mum would come yelling out, what are you doing? Oh. 0457 736 736. Does anyone still have a, a slip and slide? Because backyards are disappearing in Sydney, as you know. Oh, mate, flat. If you still got a slip and slide, do you plan to use it this summer? I want to hear from you. 0457 736 736. That is the text line number and the open line number. If you want to chat with Doug, 1300 01 1170. 1300 01 1170. Now, the other things, I used to live in, in St. Ives and the house he moved into actually had like a little moating cricket pitch. Mm. So really short and they had the fence up, right? Mm. Because it went mm. down the hill. So if you're hitting anything square, you just catch it in the fence. Yep. You got a mowing lawn or would you think about nah. it? No. No, no. I, I'm too, I, we we did before this sun with all the rain because my little boy plays every day. Had the mm. had the run up bit, but no, I've been mowing twice a week, watering. I've been spraying it with what I do, Coochie Hydro Green Lawn Care, one 800 What's that number again? one 800 Coochie Hydro Green Lawn Care. Just mention Doug's name. And I've got a podcast as well, yeah. Barbecue Chat with Doug and Jezza. Um, Who's Jezza? Uh, just a mate of mine okay. that I met at golf and hit it off, and it's yeah. good fun. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of things you can do, but I, I, I honestly, like a lot of guys, I take real pride in the outside of the house, you know, in lockdown – it was annoying, but I painted the whole fence, and that is the worst job in the world. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I love cleaning the pool. I love mowing. I mow twice a week, so, and it's good fun. Like, a, a lot of guys like to do it, even though if you're, you're busted tight, it's still good to get outside, especially in the heat like this. you got a um, pool cleaning uniform. Yeah. The, the tidy <laughs> denims and the, yeah. yeah. And I've got the, the Daisy Dukes that yeah. I wear. With a Walkman uh, on. <laughs> all my budgie smugglers. Yes. Um, but no, it's good fun and it's great to talk about this stuff, you know. People that want tips and people that want to know about sport, it's brilliant. And I'm a footy snuff as well, so it's great to talk to some of these footy players um, because it gets you to learn about, the, you know, all my life's been cricket. I'd love to learn more about footy and yeah. areas and this right. and this and this. I, I think it's brilliant. It's really therapeutic gardening. Mm. It's so therapeutic. It and they talk about people who go into it and they never look back, right? And, yeah. and so I'm trying to get my son at the moment, and for Christmas we're getting him a little sort of planter box mm. to grow his own tomatoes because mm. I want him to have the sensation of I've planted this, I've grown it, now he can eat it. Yeah. There's a real sense of accomplishment and achievement to do. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. six and, and he's kind of keen, which is good. Uh, talking to backyard cricket, remember in the day you'd play it in our place in Tarleton, which there's always that bindi patch. So yep. you knew if you could whack it there, you'd be good for like a seven. You could run a seven. Yeah. Right. It reminded me of this story, Max Walker, the late Tangles. He, he, you know, he wrote all these books about you know, hypnotising chooks and whatnot. Oh, my God. And he was playing in a game. I think he was batting with his dad. They needed 17 off the last ball, and they won the match. This is how it happened. So he skied this ball, and it's landed. It's out in country Victoria. I've... I've I don't know the details. It lands in this patch of grass, a bit long, and in the grass is a brown snake. And so really? people are going, oh, I'm not going to get that ball. You need 17, so they've run 17 oh. because they've landed in the brown snake patch. I saw a brown snake at golf the other day. It was awesome. You get a few out your way. With yeah, the definitely. They're yeah. great. A lot of black snakes. They're, they're oh, great. Hey? They're yeah, great. they're great. Yeah, you left me snakes. alone. 
I just yeah. looked at him and said, G'day, mate, and he oh. went away. What did he say? G'day, Doug. He said, G'day, mate, have a good yeah. round. And yeah, then you too. Left around. Well, then yeah. I said, I, I think today, I'll yeah. he went that way and I went that way. Yeah, really. No, I can't do snakes. Spiders have got no problem. Yeah, with snakes. Can't do snakes. And this, this weather, too, is bringing the spiders out, Ooh. too. The Sydney funnel webs, they love the moisture. But then the redbacks, too, because they like it dry. Mm. So we're getting heaps of redbacks in the floor of our place at the moment. Good. They come in so good. More team. More team. Uh, but don't, don't spray them. They get very angry. <laughs> uh, Gibbo I, saying break. So we're going to stop talking again. Yeah, break. You know what we're going to call Gibbo? Point still, break. He's, he's still trying to find I'm going to call him point, point break. break. He's got that natty they sort of Bodie. surf hair. Yeah, he's Bodie from now on. The greatest surf movie. Point break? What are you talking about? Stop it. You've seen it, haven't you? Oh, wasn't it a movie that came out a couple of years ago in the cinema? No, there's one in the 90s. No, not that. This is a remake. This is the bloke bloke that hasn't listened to the Black Album by Metallica, all right? That's another story. Metallica? Yeah, Tamalica, they're called. Tamalica. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I like that song. Okay. Hey, Bodie, (laughs) let's go to a break now. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Thank you, Jared Waitley. You heard him give out that text line number. There's nothing you can't do, our Jared. 0457 736 736. Back on air at two o'clock for the pregame show. Looking ahead to day three in Adelaide, Australia, all over England. Australia nine declared for 473. 103 to Marnus Lubbyshane. 95 to Warner. 93 to Smith. Stokes the best with the ball three for 113. And then England, they had to withstand a, a torrid period last night and they were saved by that electrical storm. Did you see that picture on Stump Camp? Good, wasn't Incredible. Yeah. At least Dale Milani's crack of that and that blocker Wilson said, okay, that'll do. Two for 17. Uh, Stark picked up the wicket of Rory Burns. Then Michael Nisa uh, picked up the wicket of Hamid. Uh, lovely scenes when he took his first test wicket. This text message, uh, Doug, from Fester. says, Dougie, was your meeting with your missus after the Fairfield Premiership against Manly? If so, I played no. for Manly that day, and in my nightmares, I still see Lambos and Benny Roar batting still. No, oh, Lam- I... oh, Grant Lambert he's talking about. I yes, yes. yes. So yeah. our team consisted of myself, Lambert, Anthony Clark, Ben Roar, Jason Crazier, uh, Don Nash. The Weber. Uh, the Weber. Yeah, the Weber. Yeah, it was good fun. No, I don't know. No, they, we met before that. So, that, sorry, Fester. No, that we were we, we were staying in Manly that time. It was okay. a great part of the world, Manly. Who was playing for Manly then? Uh, Sean Bradstreet. Yeah. Um, Tim Crookshank, I think, yeah, played a couple okay. of games for the yeah, Thunder. Yeah, yeah. But no, they they had a solid um, team. But no, we. I think we were one. Side, I think we were yeah. one for five hundred and seventy or something like that. <laughs> yeah, did you go with the ball? Uh, probably got five. Yeah, probably yeah, easy yeah, game. But you um, lose count after no, a lot. I think it was, I, we met before that. So good memory, mate. But yeah. Yeah, Fester. So he's giving you nightmares. The stuff of dreams to Doug Bollinger. Keep those texts coming in. 0457 736 736. Okay, let's check back in with Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport. He's on the line right now because we're going to try and win you some money today. Hello again, Tristan. G'day, boys. How are you going? Going very well. Okay, before we get Dougie's tip, uh, let's have a look at a couple of things. Uh, we've got, well, outside of the Ashes, which we spoke about in the first hour, Big Bash resumes tomorrow. We've got the Heat and the Thunder. Yeah, Heat and the Thunder tomorrow. The Heat's first game at the Gabba for the season. It's 2.08, the Heat, and $1.78, the Thunder. And then Perth take on Hobart in Tassie, despite being a Perth home game. So it's 163, the Scorchers, 234, the, uh, the Hurricanes. And the game I'm looking forward to on Tuesday is the Sixers against the Strikers, where it's 153, the Sixers, and 250, the Strikers. It's been a really even comp. The um, the outright betting or the, the premiership winner to win the title is... 
Three eighty to Scorch is now favourites. The six wow. is four dollars. Melbourne wow. five fifty and Hobart six fifty. So really tight contest there to see who goes all the way. Yeah, Perth looked good. Mitch, but the Bison looked a million bucks, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's just in the peak form at the moment. And Colin Munro had that hundred. I just, I'd still like Sydney, the Magenta. Oh, just they're yeah. such an all-round side. Tristan, do that? Do those odds come into um, end of the Ashes? No one-day series. Aussie players coming back. Because yeah, there's, because there's a few good to, players to come back into these BBL teams, mate. That's if they play. Yeah, that's though. right. Yeah, it's, true. it's trying to trying to speculate who's going to be in, who, who who's going to like who's to come back, as you say, Dougie. And I suppose the teams just need to be there or thereabouts to make sure they're still in contention by that time. But at least with the top five final series, most of the teams are, are still well and truly in the race when the, uh, the the whips are cracking at the end of the season. The the top tournament run scores score is an interesting one. We got a. One, one player's uh, streeted out in front of the rest in terms of favouritism. Josh Felipe is $3.70. Maxwell, eight fifty. dollars Henriques, $10.00. And Matty Wade at 11 with, man, you spoke about there, Jules. Colin Munro, $12.00. About fifth on the line in betting. Moses, good bet, $10.00. Yeah. That's good. Mm. Can, the credit that you're going to give me after this segment, mate, can you put it on Moses for me, please, bud? <laughs> I, I can certainly do that. That might be a little, a little season-long charity bet to go. Yeah, right. Isn't it funny? We've seen like 300. So we saw Munro's 100. We saw Mitch Marsh's 100 and then Maxie's 100. The Sixers are looking for three in a row. And no Sixers hit 100, have they, in Big Bash? No. So Philippi got to 99. They just can't quite get over the line. But, but I suppose it also shows what a well-rounded side they are. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I think that's the thing that's always held them in good stead when you get in previous years when you got to the finals and maybe a few players are out for international duty, they've still been able to maintain that strong outfit as well. So it's a testament to how well they build their team down there in Sydney. And uh, yeah, they're, they're looking in, in a good spot to go all the way again. Okay, let's turn our attention to the A-League. We've got the Mariners and the Wanderers on this afternoon or late this afternoon and then Melbourne City up against Melbourne Victory, the Derby. Yeah, Central Coast are uh, two fifty seven, very even with the Wanderers who are two sixty one. The draws three fifty five. Then all eyes on that uh, Melbourne Derby this evening where it's a dollar sixty city, four eighty Melbourne victory and four forty the draw. So expecting to see yeah. plenty of goals in that one. Mm. The over two and a half, we always set the over and under at two and a half in all football games and it's one fifty six the overs, two forty four the unders. So tune in, you might see a three nil, four nil, three one type scoreline. So Do you say Melbourne victory of four eighty? 480 to win the game, yeah. So it seems like very like, good value in that game. I mean, they're third on the ladder ahead yeah, of Melbourne City, and they're 480. Mm, that's, that's a handy yeah, and, bet, and, Tristan. That's a, that's good. But, yeah, well, might have, the boys might have had a bit of early Christmas cheer with our Christmas party <laughs> there a couple of days ago, so I'm not sure if they got these odds <laughs> right. But it's certainly $4.80 on the side. If you want to dive into it, it's a bit of value. Have a dive now. It's getting interesting in the NFL now, Tristan. Tomorrow we've got the Colts and the Pats. Colts and the Pats, and we were meant to have the Browns game, but that's been pushed back a couple of days. I, I can't wait for this game. The Pats have been uh, the side on the up. They started the season very, very slowly, but we know how good Bill Belichick is, and he's got them humming at the right time. 2-18, though. The Colts have been the same. Carson Wentz has really improved over the uh, the back end of this season, and Jonathan Taylor's scoring touchdowns for fun. So it's 2-18, the, the Patriots, $1.71. The Colts, line's 2.5. Now, check out the player bet options for these NFL games. we got... So many markets, so many unique markets. If you like watching the game, you can bet on passing yards, rushing yards, all these different myriad of options. So it's a great, if you're an NFL fan, make sure you check that out. We've got games up for all of the uh, matches this week and that have been locked in. Just be mindful, though, there is a lot of uh, issues surrounding players in and out with uh, the COVID stuff over there. So just be really cautious of who's playing before you, before you get involved. How's the, uh, the MVP looking, MVP betting looking, Tristan? 
Yeah, MVP has been a bit all over the shop. I'm just bringing that one up now. We have got, uh, as the favourite, we see, gee, Tom Brady's in very short now. He's a dollar fifty with Aaron Rodgers at five fifty, Paddy Mahomes at ten. Who, who we think he was at fifty to one a month or so ago. He's into ten dollars. Kyler Murray thirteen and Matty Stafford fifteen. But Tom Brady is certainly a short price favourite to to win that award now. Broadening. He just keeps giving, doesn't he, Tom Brady? He does. He, he was written off there an, an, um, a number of months ago, and uh, I think everyone thought it was uh, on. A, sorry, a, a couple of years ago, should I say? And he's gone on and won a Super Bowl since, and he yeah. and he's a favourite to win the MVP, and the the Tampa Bay Bucks are the favourites to win the Super Bowl again. It's just phenomenal, and and then you see what Bill Belichick's doing now with the, with the Patriots. So yeah. it's just a phenomenal story, both of them. Well, that was the thing, wasn't it? You thought after the the Brady Belichick divorce that maybe uh, both would suffer, but. You know, Mac Jones, he's found a good one there, and he, he certainly wasn't the first choice. And, well, Tom Brady would just – he could play with a Zimba frame and, and still show up he's that good. A Zimba frame? Completely agree. Zimba frame. I like it. Yeah. You know what a Zimba frame is? No, I don't, but anyway. You know, what's what the old people do to help shuffle, you know, the – Oh, the, yeah, okay. a Zimba frame, so you yes. could have just said a walker? No, but it sounds more theatrical. Okay, good. Say, yeah, okay. A Zimba frame. You know what a Zimba frame is, don't you? I, I did know that one, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm showing my it's age. It's too late now to say you did, Listen, Tristan. Tristan's rock too solid. Late now. Tristan is rock solid with oh, me. Dougie, jump we on. To... Okay, how are we looking? Let's get to your tip, Dougie. Oh, what have we got? So we're today, sunny day in Sydney, but it's not in Sydney. It's in Brisbane. Uh, race six. It's always sunny up here on the Gold Coast uh, in Brisbane. Yeah, uh, the boathouse. Maybe we can meet there as well, the one with the, the yacht inside it. Me, you, Sattler and Belcher. Oh, that could be a, that could be a good uh, good be entertaining good and we'll, yeah. Uh, all right, Brisbane race six, number eight, Sherry. Race six, number eight, Sherry. Yeah, well, it's been a bit of money for it already. Three fifty to two eighty out of the Edmonds Yard and Fraud on board. It's one last start, so I think you could be on the money there, uh, Dougie. So we'll put that uh, put that on as the uh, as as the charity bet for for the Cancer Council. So we'll put it on best of the best, which is our premium product. You get best of top flock or best tote. Perfect. So, I reckon it's a big chance too. It's been very, very well supported in what looks to be a very even race. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really good card there up in Brizzy too, guys. Like it's uh, we're moving towards the summer series. Magic Millions is only a month away now, so some really uh, top quality races in in Brizzy, and hopefully we can get a get a bit of cash there in in race six there. And, and the one that I like just to throw a tip at a little bit of value for anyone listening, go to Sydney race six at Sydney. It's uh, number nine air to air. Which is, uh, it's, gee, it's already been smashed thirty-one dollars into nine, but oh. I still think it it's, it oh. represents a little each way each way bet there. Hang on, uh, did you get this at thirty ones, or are you just telling us now? Ones. Of course he got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I, was, I was trying to get Gibbo to get get me on a little bit earlier, so I could, I could tip it a bit earlier, but unfortunately, he said hey, you Tristan, got listen, so. mate, you have my number. You realise you could have just texted me. Yeah. It's got to be in about a dollar eighty after you've mentioned it. Yes. Okay, Sydney race six any, number any nine. Price window, boys. Yeah, Sydney race six number nine, uh, air to air. And Dougie, you like Brisbane race six number eight, Sherry. Now we're not talking the the fortified wine here, are we? Uh, it's as in X E R R I. Is that what you say? Yes, yes. Like Bronson. Yes. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, okay, if this thing gets up, is there a danger that it's going to test positive for cobalt? <laughs> no, but I'll probably anything I win on it, I'll probably just chuck in the toilet anyway. So yeah. I mean, no, no. <laughs> But this credit that Tristan's going to give me, that's really going to boost me through the roof. Yeah. Are you allowed to say that Tristan's yeah. giving you credits on air? I just did. Okay. I've said it twice. <laughs> Do you want me to say it again, Tristan, or are we all good? Do you want me to say it louder <laughs> into the microphone like voice. this? <laughs> no, he's a good man. Here he gambles responsibly. He doesn't do us any favours. Thank you so much, Tristan. <laughs> race 6, number 8, Sherry uh, in Brisbane and Sydney. Race 6, number 9, air to air. We'll catch you next week. 
Thanks, boys. All the listeners out there have a good Christmas as well, and I uh, appreciate you supporting the show and uh, and, and the boys and, and, and you, you guys as well. So I appreciate everything throughout the course of the year. Our pleasure. Thank you Time so much. much. Have a good one. Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport, home of the best multis. Download the Top Sport app today, and as always, gamble responsibly. A lot more texts coming in. We'll get through as many of those as we can in the remaining half hour of the program right here on SEN. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. No Adam Peacock, no Nick Davis. Instead, you're lumped with Dougie Bollinger mm. and myself, Julian King. 18 minutes to go on the program. Thank you, Reptile, on the text line 0457 736 736. Morning, you two legends. Just want to say love the show today and your work. Take care. I bet you say that to everyone, Reptile, but we'll take it. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we're called legends because legend, Doug, is not a term that is used often for Bernie Tomic. Now, <laughs> uh, Bodie, I don't think it will either. Bo- yeah, well, true. Uh, Bodie Gibbo here has dragged something out of socials that he wants us to have a listen to. I've had a lot of hate in my life, but I can't give up. You don't think I see the hate comments? It hurts. In the past, I used to let it get to me and react out of stupidity. But now, I'm using it as fuel. I'm back. I am. I'm hungry and I'm ready. No one can stop me now, but me. I'm training, I'm sweating, I'm pushing, I'm fired up. Whatever it takes to get back to the top. Hard work pays off. I put my blood, sweat and tears into this sport. I have come back before and it's time to set the record straight. It's not exactly Rocky-style inspiration, is it, Doug? I don't know. Just Where does it come from? Well, you know I, I mean? believe like, uh, Gibbo was at what from his Instagram or something like a, Yeah, so this yeah, week he, yeah. I think he put out three little social media no, I, clips. Sorry, I didn't mean where it's come from, but I mean like where's it? Oh, like come, why now? Where's it come so, from? Yeah, like yeah. Is, he, is someone has he actually gone? Holy shit! Well, um, I think maybe Bernie's hit thirty. I think he said when he he got through qualifiers to play the Australian Open, he thought, gee, maybe I've still got one last run in me. Mm. He's got thirty. He's probably spent some time gazing at his navel and thinking, I need another crack at this. Yeah. Good luck to him. Good luck to him. But having said that, I mean, he's had so many chances. He's like, yeah, it hurts. Well, so maybe it hurts. But if about, you want to say, I'll just count my millions, if you're going to be precocious, how about then just, it's a wonder why people talk about you in the manner in which they do. How about just doing it Yeah, and not bringing – that's yeah. the one thing I hate about social media. I don't, I don't need to know online about anything. Just mm. just do it. Do it. You know, all the greats before you didn't have to put internet on their Commodore 64 or – Whatever in the day, just Commodore do it. 64. Yeah, remember the old that? cassette tape. Yeah, yeah. remember that. Like, oh, the, yeah. just honestly, just do it. Oh. I, I don't want to hear yeah. this and that. Like, so many, so many good people in before you didn't have to do that. Just, oh, just yeah. train your ring out, start playing, and people will notice by by your performances. Yeah, I think there's a bit of relevance deprivation syndrome when it comes to Bernie Tommy. But you're right; he's spoken enough over the years. I agree. Just shut up and do it. Yeah. And if he comes back, great. And if he works hard, I'll cheer the bloke. I will. Because you don't kick a bloke forever. But when you say, I just count my millions, and you stand offish, particularly when somebody like Bernie has benefited from the taxpayer dollar to fund his road to the top, then the least you can do yeah. is actually but have a go, right? What? I mean, t- Tomic the Tank Engine, they called Remember he lost a game in about 18 minutes? Yeah. And even Philip Pousis has been criticised. Well, How is that even possible? I don't How know, is it mate, possible? But maybe, 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 you know, I'm big on it too, and we've seen it now. Maybe mental health jumped in. And he's had to speak to someone and be around it and think, well, I've actually got a pretty good life here. Yeah. I can hit a tennis ball. I'm I'm playing at places like Wimbledon and Roland Garros and all that. Well, maybe it's time to 
He's probably what what a tennis player's got. Probably he's probably got another four or five years, maybe. Uh, maybe if he's maybe. fit, um, you could make good money playing doubles, right? Yeah, yeah, but still, if you get the second round of every major, you're earning a decent living. Yeah, that, maybe there's just something that's maybe he's found a, a a lovely woman that's kicked him up the ass and said, "Well, hang on, this is this isn't the way to be." Um, but you know, good luck to him and get it done. If he starts winning his press conferences. I just think there's nothing more criminal in sport than unfulfilled talent. Yeah. Right? Because the reason being is that somebody like Gibbo or myself or somebody sitting outside driving the car right now would give anything to have an ounce of that talent and have the opportunity to play professional sport for a living, which you've done, Doug. Yep. And, and you have given busted your backside, right, to get to the top. Right? Yep. And some people it comes easy. But, you know, I think it was the great Shane Webke. He said, well, talent gets you the opportunity. Coming yeah. through the ranks, he goes, there were a hell of a lot more talented players than me yeah. that couldn't make their mark in the pros because they just didn't work hard enough. So talent gets you the opportunity, but it's what you do once you get that opportunity. Well, that, well, and it's one that Bernie hasn't taken. Well, that's right. Like, how many times have you picked a bloke that's 70% that'll always dig in for you, always have a crack, yeah. always, always have a go? And they're the, they're the guys you want. They're the guys you want in your team. Um, and it's funny, eh, because there's, I hate those blokes. They kick a footy 50, drive a Formula, Formula do, One yeah. car like Lewis Hamilton. Like, I hate those blokes because they're so good at everything. But, yeah. you know, each to their own. And, and you know what? You go the other side, some people don't want it. You know, like, uh, what was it, Gabri- Gary Ablett's brother? Um, he just just didn't want to play footy anymore. Yeah. And he yeah. was just as good. Like, it, it's just one of those things where you can't push anyone to be, to be amazing, but maybe someone's had to give Bernard Tomic a bit of a – Come on, mate. You're, yeah. And that's what you want. Well, I think, you know, to be fair to Bernie, I think what we're getting there is probably a bit of honest self-appraisal, which he may have lacked through his career. Maybe he like needs it. Maybe he needs confidence. Like, and maybe he, yeah. all of it was just a show, you know? Like, uh, uh, I'm no different than me, mate. I've been told, coming from Seven Hills in the Blacktown area, I don't know how to read, I don't know how to read the Sun Herald. Mate, you know, I'd, I'd take a stump and a ball to a high school and just bowl, had no friends. Yeah. Had, and that's, that's just the way it is. That's, that's what sport is. That's what life is, mate. And and it, it, I think that's why people get annoyed that a no offence to them, driving a forklift, you know, delivering your papers. That's why people get the shits with that because they realise, mate, you've got this unbelievable opportunity to train the house down, travel the world, mm. get paid millions. I'll swap you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, there's blokes mowing lawns in 40-degree heat now for $30, $40. I think that's where people get their back up and get annoyed that, mate, you, you're not doing it right. Hundred percent. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, no, it's it, it's it, um, it comes back to, I, to wasted opportunity. Exactly right, and, and mate, I've been through that as well. There's times where I thought, oh, shit, I should have done this better. But you know, you, you just got to give yourself the best. Sorry, I'm rambling on, but you just got to give yourself the best opportunity and your best scope of being the best who you are. You talk about those those great sports stars that, that are just good at everything they touch. Who are the guys you played with that just doesn't matter if it's table tennis, ten pin uh, bowling? That Moses just Enriquez, just, just gun. Moses Enriquez, yeah. Ben Dorsius. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys like that. They just, they, you know, Moses does all that, plays golf off three or four. You know, just, just talented. And, and <laughs> you do get jealous over those guys. But it's good to see someone like, a, I think, a Kelly Slater mm. plays golf off scratch. What about Ricky? I mean, Ricky, Ricky plays golf off scratch or well, plus that, one. Oh, I was told back in the day, and I've heard Moses is a good golfer, that out of a, you know, the, the Aussie cricketers that are gun golfers. Ricky's there. Greg Blewett's there. Yeah. And apparently um, Catfish, James Hopes is a, a James Hopes golfer. is good. Yeah. Um, John Holland. Yeah. Greg, I think 
I think I'm pretty sure Sam Billings turned down Tottenham twice. Did he? Something like that, yeah. I think, yeah. Bastard. So, uh, <laughs> it's good. Um, I, mate, Paddy Richards played first grade cricket, cricket. for Fairfield. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, a, there's a ton of them, right? There. There's a ton of them. And they're the guy. that's what I said before, they're the guys you love to learn off because they've played both sports and they kind of, they've got a respect for both. And that's yeah. why I love talking to footy players because a lot of them have played every sport growing up. The great Ray Lindball played fullback for the Dragons. Kalen Ponga. Um, I didn't know this. Years ago, I was chatting to uh, Nine Papers journalist Christian Nicolucci who had a story about Kalen Ponga was looking at um, at real estate in Brisbane. He was that close to signing on the dotted line for the Brisbane Lions. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like wow. He's now in the sights of Wayne Bennett to be the marquee man for, for the Dolphins, and he's that good. He's a gun golfer, but he could have played Aussie rules. He's just... He's, Everything he touches. He's so just a so he's, a, he's a gun golfer. Could play Aussie rules. Uh, could play Aussie Probably. rules. That's the fullback for Newcastle. Yeah. That could go to the Dolphins. Yeah. Chock pretty like good, that. Pretty I mean, good Chock, resume. Chock that, could have it? played for the Kings, they reckon. As a gun basketball. Really? Day. Yeah. I love those stories. They're so good. Yeah. Um, Shane Warne played a couple of games for St, St. Kilda. Kilda. Yeah. Maxie Walker did too. Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah. So that's just, uh, that's what I just, I, I think that's what I try to get around to people. It's great to see Bernard Tomic doing that because we've all seen his checkered past in that, but... Just do it. People, that's why people get ring in and say, this bloke's this, 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 this. People don't want to hear that rubbish. Just do it. And I'm glad Alex Keefe went back to football. He was a better <laughs> footballer than cricketer. Really? Yeah. He, he wasn't a bad cricketer. He was all right. Um, but I, I haven't seen, has he played a few games? Yeah. yeah and he's been... Braining it. What is, is he a ruckman? Or is he... I don't know what position he is, actually, Alex Keefe. I'll okay. Google that during the break. Right, so we're on top of everything, Keefe. Yes. Well, thank you, Bodie. That can be Doug's ramble. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Well, Dougie Bollinger, Julian King, we've had a ball these three hours. Almost out of time. Chris Warren comes up next. Stay tuned for Chris for the Saturday edition of Sports Central. He'll be joined by Chris Nelson with racing. Uh, Lockie McCurdy's going to chat a, bit, chat a bit of cricket. JJ Rocker with boxing. There's a red V flavour on the network today. The great Brad Mackay oh. about the Western Reds. Of course, sad news losing uh, the great Peter Mulholland uh, during the week. Uh, this one from Drew. Don't call it Doug's ramble. Call it Doug's dribble. That's Best pretty good. Cross case that works. Doug's because the, the alliteration. He's hmm. big on there. Yeah, not bad, Drew. We'll put it down. Bruce to man. Lovely to hear from you as always. Uh, boys, Tomic, his father didn't help him like Yelena Dockages didn't. Most tennis players are mad, though. So much individual focus. I can't disagree. I mean, tennis is littered with uh, troublesome fathers. Mary Pierce's dad, Jim Pierce, was arguably the worst. Uh, boys, so far you guys have mentioned which arm Dougie prefers to hold his hose with and put your finger in. And okay, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll leave that there, shall we? Both. And uh, this one, yes, giving out your tip for Brizzy today. It was Brisbane. What was it? Sherry, wasn't it? Race six, number yep, eight, number Sherry. Eight. So if you missed his tip, there it is. Brisbane race six, number eight, Sherry. And Tristan Merlihan is a pretty decent tipster. Get on each way. It's paying about nine bucks at the moment. Sydney race six, number nine, air to air. Okay, the SEN cricket coverage will resume at two p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Daylight. Time today, Doug, uh, Jared Waitley and the team. Two for 17 in reply to nine for 473 declared Australia. Uh, what's the best England can hope for in day three, Doug Bollinger? Um, I reckon they hopefully bat late. So at least bat until – it's going to be hard for them. But if they can bat until at least tonight, uh, that gets them at least uh, to the follow-on. Uh, try and bowl tonight. If not, just bat all day. Try and get as close to the Aussies' target as they can. 
declare, try and bowl um, Australia out because I don't think Australia will declare. I don't think they'll really need to set them a chase or anything and they need to bowl them out and then try and chase down the target. It's going to be very hard. I reckon the record's getting better, but I think best plan of attack today, England just bat all day. Yeah, I think they missed a trick by not picking a spinner. Okay, so the follow-on's 274. If they get rolled for 270, you're Steve Smith. Do you send them back in? Yep. Because there's a lot, though, for your bowlers, though, isn't yep. there? Yeah, mentally, mentally, physically, just exhausting and draining. Back in the field, they they just had 160 overs. They bat... 60 overs and back in the field, mate. That'd just that'd ruin them, and that's kind of what they you want to do. Mm. Okay, so two for 17, replied at nine, declared 473. Marnus 103, 95 to Warner. That was his uh, third 90 in two and two innings. Smith 93, uh, back in the captaincy armband. Ben Stokes three for 113. It's going to be a beautiful one. You like this? Is my closing music? No, I remember. do. I do. Yeah, Led Zeppelin, immigrant song. Love it. Yeah. Perfect. Well done. Thanks, team. Thank you, Doug. Thank you to Gibbo. Thank you to everybody, our guests today, Adam Collins, Andrew McCulloch, Dean Hewitt and Tali Gill, our first ever Olympic curlers, and Dan Starter's lawn expert. Thank you, everybody, for your support of the Saturday Mornings Morning Mowers Club throughout the year. Thanks to Toro Mowers. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. Carl on the Aussies, day three in Adelaide. Chris Warren is up next. Catch you next time. Bye.